Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Bornak and Cribble, come forward. I am honored to welcome you back from your mission to the planet Earth. I understand you have compiled your report on Earth's life forms, is that correct? Yes, O oh, Great Elder. It has been our great honor and duty to do so. We all look forward to what you have to say. Please proceed. As you have already heard, Earth has a beauty that almost matches our home planet with a great diversity of life forms. The life forms themselves are also quite diverse and lovely, and there is an order to things that the great creation force has seen fit to bless the planet with. It sounds wonderful. A virtual paradise. Well, it would be, except for one life form that prevents it from being so. Tell me more about this disruptive life form. This race of life forms is called humans. Quite an odd lot. Tell me, what makes them odd? Let's start with their opinions of themselves. Although they are grossly outnumbered by many other life forms and could easily be destroyed or devoured by most of them, they are audacious enough to assume dominion over nature. They do this in the name of the great creation force and then engage in the great irony. What is this great irony? After asserting this dominion in the name of the Great Force, they go out of their way to ignore all of the natural laws the Great Force has endowed the universe with. Please explain this. We will do our best, sir. They have formed entire belief systems around the Great Force that gives all life, and then set themselves to destroying their fellow humans over which God of Peace and Love is the true one. You're kidding. No, sir, we are not. How unfortunate. That is only the beginning. These same alien beings, who profess to have the highest intellect in the universe, spend a great deal of time and energy separating themselves from each other over accidents of birth. Accidents of birth? Yes, Great Elder. They take such traits as skin color, gender, economic status, nationality, education, and sexual attraction, and then assign a list of universal traits to each one. They then judge themselves and others based on these accidents of birth, and every progress they make in the world of relations with themselves and each other is held back or damaged by these assigned traits. How tragic. 
Our great creative force would never do such things. Very true. Another odd trait that they have is that, despite all their bluster, they are on the whole quite insecure. Our studies have indicated that these humans have one of the hugest potentials in the universe to be almost godlike, but they trip themselves up in their insecurities. Their fellow humans have been known to exploit this in each other. The worst of all are a breed called politicians. I shudder at the term. These men and women profess to represent their fellow humans despite showing scant evidence that they are helping or enriching anyone but themselves. The general populace is then charmed into supporting one politician over the other, often to such an extent that they will ostracize and hurt each other over their choice of who gets to rule over them. What? No sense of self-autonomy or self-sovereignty? I am afraid that to most humans those are nothing but hard-to-pronounce words. These beings sound horrible. What is to prevent them from destroying themselves and their planet completely, or having another civilization take over? That is the other side of the coin, sir. Despite everything we have thus reported, the human race is not evil. On the contrary, they can sometimes reach great heights of what they themselves call humanity, meaning the best form of themselves. We have seen times of great natural crisis and extreme hardship where people put aside their differences for the common good. This includes leaders of nation-states who are normally at odds with each other, helping each other out in ways you wouldn't even think them capable of. They are also capable of showing genuine love and concern for each other. The look in a human father's eyes as he looks into the eyes of his young child is all the evidence you would need. I have seen police officers and military members risk their lives to save and protect others. I have seen doctors go into other lands to save the lives of those who have neither the means nor the ability to get medical care on their own. I've seen people donate their time and riches to help people they will never meet get the food, shelter, and clothing they need. They're not coerced into doing these great deeds, sir. They genuinely care and want to help. They celebrate together, mourn together, and build communities together. In their finest moments, they lift each other up much higher than they alone could lift themselves. To sum up, Great Elder... These aliens called humans are flawed, but beautiful beings. They are worthy of respect and love, and we have learned far more from them than we expected to. I myself have learned much today. If only they would live up to their potentials instead of each other's perceptions. I have much to ponder. Go in peace and prosperity. Burgerfling strive to be the wokiest woke company that ever woke in the West. Our pandering to millennials knows no 
bounds from satisfies and black cheese to promising free food for women who get knocked up by soccer players we bend over every which way but backwards to lure those knobheads in and in 2019 this is the year that we are shifting into hyperdrive as if offering vegan burgers weren't enough we had to pound the crap out of that long debunked dead horse known as the pink tax our chick fries ad pretended to offer the same food in a pink box at twice the price because you know that's exactly how it works with razors what better way to propagate propaganda than through a fast food restaurant ad last month we celebrated the launch of our series of unhappy meals who wants to get a burger and fries and feel good about themselves muck no one we are so woke that we do not comprehend the idea that you are supposed to buy a meal to make yourself feel better. No, here at Burger Fling, we offer a set of five perfectly normal emotions so that you can feel more suicidal, snarky, shitty, spastic, or just plain meh. Have it your way or the highway and screw anyone who gets in the way of your moody ass. Just last week, we used our Twatter account to engage in guerrilla politics by reminding everyone our milkless milkshakes make excellent projectiles. If you can't shoot, firebomb, or in the UK, spoon, your opponent, publicly humiliate them with hilariously violent antics. Make sure you're in front of the cameras or it doesn't count. Psst. Hey, UK, we recommend our sulfuric smoothie flavor, or in a pinch, the Chicago-style bleach vanilla bomb. Yummy! Today we offered our most woke-a-doodle-woke-wokiest-wonky-woke-woke yet! We're going to pay off your student loans. Listen up, millennials. All you have to do is download our app, enter all of your personal information, including the amount you owe and your checking account number, drop some coins for some of our yummy mystery meatless burgers, and then sit back and wait. We are going to randomly give away as much as five hundred dollars. Sure, it's not enough to buy a single textbook, and it won't help a single student make even a single payment on their loans, but we are single-handedly making the rounds of every news outlet. And isn't that what being woke is all about? expressed on counterculture wise are those of the hosts and the dog and are not necessarily the opinions held by any of our platforms our advertisers or any other dogs as you listen today remember we are so much more than a radio show Visit our website for commentary, guest photos and links, 
animations and merchandise. Follow us on Twitter, Gab, Minds, and most video platforms. Counterculture-wise is a Stormcat production. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's another beautiful Sunday here in fabulous Las Vegas. The sun was shining. It was 70 degrees. I was driving with the windows down. It was amazing. We're back to Las Vegas weather finally. E- finally. Gosh, I've been <laughs> freezing my bajongas off, and I only have so many bajongas at this age. They're nice, though. Oh, well, thank you. Way. Well, I am your host, Melanie Hope, and here with my other host, I guess I'm a co-host. We're hosting together. We are the host, is my darling, <clears throat> my husband, my Valentine, my sweet Babu, Mr. James Monas. Babu, Babu all day long. <laughs> babu, Babu, Babu. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Happy Valentine's slash President's Day weekend. Happy Daytona weekend. Vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. Did they ever get to start? Because I know they were a rain delay. And, and I uh, don't know. I haven't been paying attention. We that, were getting ready for the show. That was yeah, actually funny. cracking we, we me up. We skip all the, all the Sunday night events. We don't watch the Oscars. We don't nope. watch the, we don't watch Oscar the what now? Grammys, the, any of that crap. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, not, not into just, that. No, 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 no yeah, for us. Yeah, it's turned into a statement every single time they do any of those things. So I, I'm just kind of out of it anyway. Until I'm actually nominated... You know, I'll probably yeah. go to that one. If I get nominated, I'll go to I'll, that one. I'll yeah. go to that one. You know, we might do a pre-recorded, you know, our our one of our shows from 2015 or something. Instead. Yeah. Uh, well, we can always pre-record. It's not like we haven't uh, done that, it before. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So this has been an interesting week. It has been an amazing, a very interesting, interesting week. week. Yeah. So, yeah. Last last night I was in a show at Las yes, Vegas Improvisational Players. It was a ton of fun. We we had a, a small team this week because so many people were out sick. Hope it's not the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it was a blast. I, I had a wonderful time. We had a great crowd and just even for their. I mean, they're usually funny, but last night it might have been. I might be prejudiced because my my wife had more opportunities <laughs> to be on stage than normal. But everybody was totally on last night. There was, you know. The classic comebacks that and and you know all that kind of stuff, guys. If you live in Las Vegas or if you're visiting Las Vegas during a weekend when these guys are performing, you owe it to yourself to have a fun evening. LVimprov.com. Oh yeah, okay. LV it is LVimprov, isn't it? I don't know. I have to look it up. Yeah. LV stands <laughs> for Las Vegas, as it turns out. We'll have out. to Who have a, we'll have to have Paul back on here. Yeah. Again. But yeah, it's a great bunch of people. It's usually the third Saturday of the month. There are exceptions, but uh, it's what ten dollars to yeah. get in. Stupid yeah. cheap. Stupid yeah. cheap for an evening of entertainment. Ninety minutes of clean burning, clean, clean burning improvisational comedy. Yeah. And if you've live, if you live in Vegas and you're even remotely affiliated with anything touching the improv. Um, the improv community, you know, clean burning comedy is not that Mm-mm. that common around here, and these around guys anywhere. are masters of the craft, and they also have um, 
workshops every Thursday night as well. So if you want to learn the fine art of improv, you have an opportunity to do that. If you, if you prove yourself, you get to be on the stage with Melanie and some of our other friends like Jody and, and Tiffany and all the rest of them who have all been on our show in one capacity or another. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Now, I'd, I'm involved in other things on Thursday night, or I would be doing these, these uh, workshops with Melanie right now. It's not, that's not in the cards. Uh, we have a show we're going to be in at the end of March, Fungi and the Quiet Man, which will be at Luces do Bohemia in Las Vegas. As the show gets a little closer, we're going to be pimping that just a little bit more because I really want people to see it. Um, it's a funny play. It's it's part of a couple of plays that are going to be going on that night. Yeah, I'm looking forward to being in it. It's it's just I, acting with my wife for only the second time outside of improv is that's kind true. Of, yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, kind of cool. And and I don't do scripted work very often. So no, uh, and it was this, funny. This is the quite last a challenge. Time, the last time we did it, the director had improv actors doing the scripted stuff and script actors like me doing the improv stuff, and yet somehow it, it somehow it worked. Worked. Beautifully, it was so funny. Oh my god, I'd love to do that show again. I think half the cast is no longer with us, god rest their souls. That's but, true, a significant yeah. portion, yeah. yeah. But really amazingly funny guy. I hope to work with Larry again, I really do. Yeah, I really dug him. We should have him on the show too. He's, we he's great, he's, he's fantastic. Yeah, but we have some really exciting news. I'm, I'm, I'm over the moon about this. Yeah, go ahead and talk about this, and I'll probably bring it up again because I'm so excited about it. So, there is an event that's going to be taking place here in March, and uh, it's a pretty awesome event. It's all over Twitter. And it's for us deplorables. It's called Deplorapalooza. <laughs> Great name. And we are going to have the founder, the creator, the organizer, the, the organizer yeah. of this event on next week right here, Counterculture Wise Studios. Uh, of course, he's on Central Time, so he'll be calling in. But then, of course, that week, they will. the following week, they will be here in our fair city. And we've got... I mean, it's it's uh, <laughs> some I, heavy I hitters the, in the in yeah. the conservative Twitterverse. Yeah, so really, really hard hitters, and we're, we're gonna, gonna we're gonna have Mindy. Uh, well, we aren't, but they are going to have Mindy Robinson, who is amazing. She's all over Twitter. Uh, Mini AOC, which some of you have heard of. Uh, Ashley St. Clair, uh, Janie Johnson, comedian Terrence Williams. These are all people I follow on Twitter, and. Uh, funny, funny people, people with just really good values, and I, I'm really looking forward to this. I don't, I don't know how he got all of these people together, but I'm, I'm pretty jazzed about this happening. So well, I'm jazzed that we've been in, involved in this, that we're that we've been invited to be involved in this, even in a remote fashion. This is really a big yeah. Deal. So this is pretty cool. So follow the hashtag. Deplora Palooza, D E P L O R A P A L O O Z A, or you can head on over to deplorapalooza.com. Of course, we will be shamelessly plugging them throughout the show. And, uh, you know, a <coughs> little tiny fee, and you can be having an open bar at Trump Towers and up, in, up in one of the high, high, uh, 
what do they call this? It's, it's, it's not in the it, it's not one at the very suites. top, but it's it's, it's, in, it's, it's one, one of the nice suites up on the, the top, yeah. on the on the empty million I'm floor. Sure, I'm sure the view will be definitely camera uh, worthy. I can't wait. I'm so excited it's for gonna this. Be a lot of fun. And and to get to talk to the person who put this all together, who is uh, another serviceman like you, who mm-hmm. who. Uh, he just got out of the military. Yeah, and so, and, uh, so we, we owe a lot to this guy. He's, he's not only helped America be a better America, but he is supportive of, of the values and the trend and all the good things that are happening. We, and will, we will point this out, and he sh- he'll be sure to point this out, too. He's not in this for the money. He'll probably wind up losing his shirt over it, but yeah. it's not about that. Yeah. I, I, thing is, is it's just going to be so nice to have some like-minded people in the room because being in the entertainment industry we have to keep our mouth shut a lot <laughs> yeah and it's it's like you know I, yeah. and i've been i was asked this on a proof sold show by a guest you know how are you a conservative and 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 perform i said well you just keep your mouth shut about the politics and you just do the best you can do and get along with people so it's going to be it's going to be different in a way, I'll be outing myself. That's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going to be spectacular. A lot of this is going to be going on at Stoney's um, Rock and Country, uh-huh. which is out at the Town Square Shopping Center. And my understanding is that we are going to have some Stoney's giveaways. So do yes. tune in next week. Please. It's going to be a lot of fun. And Deplorapalooza is March 5th through 7th. So uh, check that out, Deplorapalooza.com. And of course, we will be having the man himself. Our, our favorite uncle on <laughs> next week. So do tune in and um, hear what it's all about and, and why he's doing this and how it's all put together. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have a blast. And um, if you are in Vegas that weekend, make it part of your plan because this is going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun. You're going to meet a lot of really cool people. I can't wait to meet some of these people. This Juanita Broadwick, be... yeah. I yeah, mean, there's, Juanita, there's some, some heavy hitters, heavy yeah. hitters coming. So, yeah, do tune in next week because it'll be a lot of fun. You'll get to find out more about that. Indeed. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> well, let's um, talk about some of the things that are going on right now. Um, yeah. So, um, where the, to start? Where to start? Where to start? I don't even know where to start. I mean, we have. <laughs> Um, potentially, I mean, it's it's been bandied about that Bloomberg is considering having a uh, killery. I mean, <coughs> <coughs> the suicide. Qu- <coughs> wait, wait. Hillary Ramrod Clinton. Let's just say hashtag Bloomberg didn't kill himself is already trending. Yeah, Bloomberg didn't kill himself. Tulsi didn't kill himself. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so that's already trending. The hashtag. So. This is, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to our show. <laughs> where, All right. Where the man does not take sign language. <laughs> I don't know sign language. I know, but I've I'm taught you. <laughs> Just, he, <laughs> he still ignores it. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing the funky. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Eat chicken over here. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that was about but anyway oh i uh, understand why you're doing that yeah okay. yeah he, we're just gonna skip you know that what? whole banter between good the two thing of us. you're pretty that's all i'm yeah, gonna say <laughs> and i am so pretty uh, oh my god i'm so pretty all right let's hit move the, into i'm not you down and i'm not barbara walters but this, but this is, is 2020, 2020. to get around here. All right. This first one is going to tick you off. Ticked me off. All right. I'm all ticked and stuff. The school... Okay, let's go with this. The police were called on a six-year-old with Down syndrome after she pointed finger guns at a teacher. Now... I do that all the time. I pull, I, I, you know, I, I do that all the time. I just go, hey. Yeah, everybody do does hey, it. Hey, how you doing? With the, with everybody the, does it. So Margot Gaines's mother says that in November, her daughter was frustrated and gestured with finger guns at a teacher saying, I shoot you. The Trenderifit East Town School District in Pennsylvania opened a disciplinary investigation, concluded no one was in harm's way because nowadays you actually have to have a complete investigation into a child with Down Seriously? syndrome pointing I mean, a freaking gun at you, finger gun at you. It's not even a real gun. It, this is as bad as the Pop-Tart kid. Anyway, opened a disciplinary so investigation and concluded no one was in harm's way, but the district still contacted the police. My, okay, I'm not going to repeat everything. I know, I hate that. They repeat the headline on this. She really didn't understand what she was saying, and having Down syndrome is one aspect, but I'm sure all six-year-olds don't really know what that means. When Margot was asked questions at school about the incident, it seemed clear to her mother that Margot didn't know what her actions meant. Gaines went public in January, also contacting Pennsylvania State Senator Andrew Dinneman, who said in a statement that he was alarmed that a school seems to be acting as an extension of the police department and promulgating data and records on children as young as kindergartners. This is the land we live in. These are the times we live in. The Trevenin, I, I, I think it's Ted... Tredifrant? What the poop? East Town School District, which is just outside of Philly, said in a statement in part, When an individual parent concern related to our school safety practices were brought to the attention of the district two weeks ago, we agreed to review those practices in the school board policy committee meeting. When developing the current practice, the district worked collaboratively with parents, law enforcement, and yada, yada, yada to ensure our children are nice and safe and stuff. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, it's a child. <laughs> With a finger gun. With a what, it's were you, not even. Is this, is this like a cartoon? They expect her fingertip to open up and, and a bullet to shoot <laughs> out? You know, I honestly wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. I honestly wouldn't doubt that. I think these people are so allergic to facts and, and terrified of anything which is funny, big and black, think about it, mm. uh, that <laughs> they, they've they lost all sense of reality. They've lost all sense of uh, just decency. I mean, you, that poor little girl has no idea. Ridiculous. All okay, right. well, this, this next one, um, 
<laughs> I'll skip down to that one because I'll let you play with that one because I just know how you love talking about that stuff. So yes, I do. I'll read this one. Sounds great. <laughs> this is hilarious. So this a Berlin artist took a bunch of cell phones, 99 cell, 99 cell, cell phones. Phone uh, okay, sorry. That had to because it is Berlin. Anyways, he took 99 cell phones, stuck them in a little red wagon, and started walking the streets of Berlin, which caused Google Maps to assume that there was a traffic delay, a traffic jam, <laughs> because of the presence of all of those cell phones. So, <laughs> oh my God. so he created a traffic jam on one of the main bridges across the spree with nothing but a handcart and 99 secondhand phones. <laughs> uh, uh, but this traffic jam only existed on Google Maps. And they, the pictures, I mean, the streets are completely clear. They're, I mean, they're, right. it's, it's, it's just, just him. It's just a normal day. <laughs> no, no big deal, but wow. Simon Weckert's artwork, Google, Google Maps hack, involved the artist pulling a small red cart at walking pace. I don't know why they're calling it a cart. It, it's, a, it's a radio flyer. It's, it's, it's a wagon. Anyways, at walking pace down some of the main thoroughfares of Berlin, the 99 phones in the cart all reporting their locations and movement back to Google servers. That must have cost a lot of money. Gave the search company the impression of a huge cluster of slow-moving traffic, which was duly reported on the company's maps. Through this activity, it is possible to turn a green street red, (laughs) which has an impact in the physical world by navigating cars on another route to avoid being stuck in traffic. In his statement, Weckert cited a journal article by the German anthropologist Moritz (coughs) Alhart. Google's map service has fundamentally changed our understanding of what a map is, how we interact with maps, their technological limitations, and how they look aesthetically. What is the relationship between the art of enabling and techniques of supervision, control, and regulation in Google's maps? Do these maps function as – okay, they go on with a bunch of uh, speak about – Artist, arty, arty type stuff, but uh, the essence is that he managed to create an online traffic jam, which led to Google rerouting hundreds of drivers. It's so funny. That's hilarious. Oh God, I can't even imagine. Speaking of, I can't even imagine a UK supermarket, Tesco, which actually. Owned the uh, Fresh and Easy chain here in Vegas. Oh, okay. But they're, they're no wonder they they they're, they're not around anymore. Yeah, because they do stuff like this. Anyway, a UK supermarket was forced to apologize for asking people not to steal female menstrual products because shoplifting is apparently woke now. Yep. It all started with a tweet which received nearly fifteen thousand likes. We need. We really need a genuine conversation as a society about what safety means, commented Unga Ryder alongside an image of sanitary products on a shelf behind a sign which read, Help us build safer communities. Report shoplifting to a member of staff. Because this that's hap- just this like- is a This is a sign that was in front of some Tampax and some other uh, female hygiene products. Respondents to the tweet asserted their human right to steal tampons and sanitary towels. By golly! By golly! Sanitary products should be free for anybody who menstruates, said one. So Yeah, people's labor should be free. You should be able to enslave anybody for your frickin' convenience. Women, trans men, or anyone who menstruates should not have to worry about men being reported. Do not menstruate. <laughs> but the word men is right in there. Oh, kill me. 
Later, honey, we're live. Nerf. Women trans Nerf. anyone who menstruates should not have to worry about being reported for taking a necessity that I personally believe should be free, added another. Nerf. And if you think that's the end of the absurdity, think again. After BuzzFood, <clears throat> sorry, Buzzard BuzzFeed <laughs> picked up the story, the supermarket in question, Tesco, actually apologized for the sign. They Tesco. Cut. Tesco removed signs placed above tampons and other Duckety, menstrual health products duck. that, at, yes, we know, that asked people to report shoplifting of these items in its store in Kensington, London, oh, after the signs caused mass uproar online. You know, if you don't like Tesco's policies, I'm willing to bet that you could probably go to some kind of clinic and pick them up they're, for free rather yeah, than stealing everywhere. them from a company that depends on the. So to speak. Well, and to shame the company that is just trying to stay in business. That's ridiculous. That's nuts. Anyway, Tesco removed signs that placed above tampons and other menstrual health products that asked people to report shoplifting of these items in its store in Kensington, London, after signs caused mass uproar online. Uproar, uproar, uproar. The company said it was very sorry for any offense caused and claimed that the sign was placed in error. In error. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Once, rights were meaningful, comments the Moon Battery blog. People insisted on fundamental rights such as free speech and self-defense, but then liberals perverted the word right just as they perverted the word liberal. Now we are told that we have a right for other people to be forced to provide us with what we want for free. For example, thanks to the predominance of feminism, someone else being made to pay for a woman's tampons is becoming a right. Apparently, it's now okay to steal things from grocery stores because some woke imbeciles on Twitter were offended by something. That's not my commentary. That is a one. <laughs> that was really biased. Al- al- although <laughs> I, I must say that uh, you know, I don't disagree with him. This is Paul Joseph Watson from InfoWars oh, well, and sense. Summit News. And yeah. I should have said the whole thing in a British accent or tried to talk like him and then end with Imagine by shock. Boom, like he does at the end of his videos. By the way, this guy is brilliant. If you like your your uh, commentary conservative, this guy is really a yeah, force to be reckoned with. Well, and he does his homework, too. I mean, he always yeah. lists his sources. Yeah. You know, I, I appreciate that because I'm always being told, you know, I'm a Nazi and this and that because I believe this and that. And then I list my sources and, and the answer is always or the, the retort is always the same. Well, so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, let's move the woke culture back across the pond to our old stomping grounds of King oh my County. Oh, God, this is the most moronic thing ever. All right. I'll let you do this because I'm going to end up in a rant. You will. You'll You'll rant. That's okay. Rants are allowed here. Rants are encouraged here because no one on God's green earth or any other earth rants like you. <laughs> I All think right. We have people tuning in just to hope that the yeah, ginger they, snaps. Yeah, people saying, oh, come on, we need a rant, we need a rant, we need a yeah. rant. Okay. The ginger isn't snapping. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. By the way, <laughs> if you want to hear Ginger Snaps more than even usual, if you enjoy her rants and want to be part of the Melanie Rants community, please donate to our show. Go to yeah, counterculturewise.com. Yeah. If I'm you, actually working on if you animating want, myself. If you... <laughs> If you want to contribute in some way, if you want to be a guest on our show, if you want to purchase some of our goodies, because we have some great swag out there for you. We do, we do. We have a fund. We used to call it the Beer Fund. It's just now the Counterculture-Wise Support Fund, or Mm -hmm. what the hell is it called? Anyway. Partnership Fund. Partnership Fund. Yeah. Sure, why not? We don't want people to think we're actually spending the money on beer. No. Yeah. We're not. We're not. It would be wine. Yeah, I like beer better, though. I've always been more of a beer guy. That's because you're a dude. That's, that must be it. Anyway, let's not get too far afield. <laughs> All right. So King County International Airport, which I'm going to start by saying, do not confuse this with the major commercial airport, SeaTac Airport. Yeah, this airport. is not SeaTac Airport. It's not SeaTac Airport. It's still stupid, though. It's it's still dumb. But, I mean, there's always a workaround called SeaTac Airport. But anyway, let me get into this. King County International Airport, We'll start banning flights from Immigration and Customs Enforcement used to move detainees. Here in King County, yeah. we have a welcoming community that respects the rights of all people. King County Executive said Dow Okay, said King County Executive Dow Constantine Jesus. He's still the King Constantine County exe- Jesus? Is Constantine still in charge? What in the poop, King County? They never Vote anybody out. They just don't. Oh, my Lord. Anyway, my executive order seems to make sure that all those who do business with King County uphold the same values. Our goal is to ban flights of immigrant detainees from our publicly owned airport, and I hope members of Congress shine a light on this practice and how it is currently funded. I'm sounding more and more like social justice man. Okay, here we go. King County International Airport is more commonly referred to as Boeing Field and is located in South Seattle. There's a great um, air museum there, too, by the way. Yeah, there is. If you're ever in the area, check them out. It is really cool. If you happen to be there during Seafair, you can watch the uh, Blue Angels take off and land there. It's, It's pretty impressive. Anyway, Constantine's office notes that the county realized that the airport was being used by ICE to transport immigrant detainees in June 2018. Well, we certainly can't have that. Yeah, and God forbid, you know, they should be like rapists and murderers and things that need to be, you know. Future contracts will include a new requirement that companies and organizations which lease hangars and airport facilities must comply with the county's human rights and immigration ordinances. Human rights and immigration ordinances. Such regulations state that the county does not help with immigration enforcement unless it receives a court order. Oh, boy. All right. I'm going to go ahead and read this. Once again, it doesn't affect SeaTac Airport, which means they'll just take them through SeaTac Airport. Probably. Or Everett Airport. You know, I mean, yeah. or even take them down to Portland's Airport. Olympia, Nobody cares. Yeah. This is crazy. 
There are eight specific points to De Constantine's order. Take steps to minimize King County's cooperation with the transportation of immigration detainees. Work with Congress to develop laws addressing deportation practices that contribute to human rights abuses. How is that an abuse? These people are criminals mm-hmm. who invaded a foreign nation, uh-huh. are creating you know, conflict and crime in, uh-huh. in a country that isn't theirs, and they're getting a free ride home. I don't understand how that's a violation of human rights. If anything, I, I would love a free vacation to Mexico. I would love free airfare to, you know, <laughs> if, if, if I could just climb a fence to, and get free airfare. There are some people love to put you on a plane to Venezuela and I'm sure. there. <laughs> not me, folks. Not me. I love my wife. I want to keep her here nice and safe. <laughs> Ensure that all future leases, operating permits, and other authorizations for commercial activity at King County International Airport contain a prohibition against providing aeronautical or non-aeronautical services to enterprises engaged in the business of Wow, they really do make this legal, don't they? Of deporting immigration detainees except federal government aircraft. Hmm. To the maximum extent permitted by applicable law or applicable law. I keep getting teased about how I pronounce that. It's not applicable. Applied law. (laughs) The, The county will develop procedures to ensure contractors. There we go. Contractors. Contractors. Um, com- comply with laws around human trafficking and... Trafficking? Count- and county <laughs> police. put the emphasis on the wrong syllable? Yes. Revise air... Number five. I'm, I'm, only, I'm only halfway done. Oh, good Lord. Revise airport standards and develop rules for operating permits for charter carriers and reporting responsibilities with respect to human trafficking and immigration detainee deportation activities. Make amendments to existing code. Install security cameras around the airfield and nearby ramps. You're telling me they don't already have that? Come on now. Quarterly updates detailing progress towards goals in the executive order. Um, guys. Um, guys. This is dumb. Yeah. This doesn't fix the problem. No. This only makes it worse. Marginally worse, but still worse. <coughs> it's it's dumb. It's dumbness. But coming from Dow Dow Constantine and Yah. Yah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll show you, betcha. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. All right, I got the next one here. Wow, I said I had the next one, and then I don't have the next one. Okay, this this one, this is interesting. Okay. Um, these guys are back in the news. <laughs> really? Google software glitch sends some users' videos to strangers. Google has said a software bug resulted in some users' personal videos being emailed to strangers. The flaw affected users of Google Photos, oh goody, who requested to export their data in late November. For four days, the export tool wrongly added videos to unrelated users' archives. As a result, private videos may have been sent to strangers, while downloaded archives may not have been complete. Gee, I wonder how many of these people that these were inadvertently oh, sent to Lord. work for government agencies. Yeah. Or, or we are notifying people about a bug that may have affected users who use Google Takeout to export their Google Photos content between November 21st and November 25th. A Google spokesperson said these users may have received either an incomplete archive or videos, not photos, that were not theirs. We fixed the underlying issue and have conducted an in-depth analysis to help prevent this from ever happening again. (coughs) We are so uh, very sorry this happened. (laughs) 
I like that accent you just used. <laughs> well, you know where Google sells our information. Oh, I so. know. I know. Uh, the company overlords over Google. <laughs> the company emphasized that the bug only affected users of Google Takeout, a download your data tool, and not users of Google Photos more broadly. Okay, well, I guess that's good news. Uh, it was less than 0.01% of Google Photo users. So, you know, There's just There's not going to be fewer of them, I, I wonder you. if any of them were named Eric Chocomello or... Or chocolate, or yeah, caramello, <laughs> caramello. I, I, th- I, I think there may be a sketch sometime tonight involving <laughs> that Choc- kind chocoholic. of chocoholic, yeah, uh, whatever his name is. We're yeah. gonna get so the, banned from he, these guys. Voldemort, he who <laughs> shall not be named, he is, who shall not be, yeah, he who shall not be Eric Charmel. Oh no, I didn't say it. Oh no, God, what am yeah. I doing? Uh, <laughs> okay, anyhow. Hashtag Bloomberg didn't kill himself. Yeah, yeah. Let's just keep it that way. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Actually, let's go ahead and um, we'll come. We have one more story that could only happen in 2020, but let's Which check this. Play this. Let's check this out. Uh. <laughs> At Goggle, we value your freedom of speech. Just ask any of the millions of people using our popular video platform, YouBoob. It's the best way to post my creative content. For instance, I'm editing my video with all of President Trump's gaffes in one convenient place. YouBoob has everything I need to publish my animations, all of which imply businessmen being the evil overlords destroying our social fabric. I usually post videos of my cats bopping each other on the heads, which for some reason gets thousands of views. But every few weeks I post a video where I discuss my support of the Republican Party. Those seem to get very few views, though. Oh well... I post provocative videos exposing the lies of the left. Every few months, I have to check and make sure that people even have access to the videos. I actually get more views on other video sites, but hey, it's you, Boob. Gotta have a presence there. I love you, Boob. It totally supports everything I've published so far. I'm changing gears, though. In my newest video, I'm going to be discussing the Ukraine whistleblower, Eric... Goggle, bringing 1984 into 2020 since 1998. Just for the record, we have updated our Goggle shirt in our merch store so it does have the 2020 right because every year that'll be updated every year (laughs) yeah we came up with that slogan and didn't really realize yeah we're gonna have to update this every year that we're that this show runs which is fine you can now get this this year because it'll be a collector's item in 2021 and beyond yeah i think so because we you know once they stop being produced they stop being produced (laughs) it's just how it is because they're stopped Okay. <laughs> yeah, what, whatever. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He said, yeah. All right. You grab the last one, and then we'll move into news of the weird and wonderful. All right. Believe it or not, there is still a law on the books in Virginia saying only married couples can have sex. <laughs> what? I wonder how many times a minute that law gets broken. <laughs> a minute? In Virginia. Uh, I seriously. can only imagine. Anyway, Democratic state... Democratic state legislators in the Virginia House of Delegates repealed the crime of fornication last week in the state that has long used the slogan, Virginia is for lovers, to attract tourists, Fox 40 reports. <laughs> Wait, what? Virginia is for lovers. That was that I've seen. But that you're not allowed to do it. But you're not allowed to be a lover. You're just allowed to be a lover. <laughs> That's apparently. hilarious. Currently, fornication is a class four fornication. misdemeanor. Fornication. Fornication. Sorry. Is a class four misdemeanor and carries a fine of up to two hundred fifty dollars. It's a stupid law. It's crazy. Democratic delegate Mark Levine, who introduced HB two forty five, said, "No one should think they can be prosecuted for this common practice." The Virginia Supreme Court struck down the law in 2005 as unconstitutional government intrusion, though it remains in the Code of Virginia. The bill now moves to the Senate. Now that the Democrats are in power, I'm thrilled to get it off the books, Levine said. Okay, this is one area where the Democrats and I are in Yeah, I can't even believe it was on the books. Levine said the old law leads to contempt among his fellow citizens because so many Virginians have already committed the so-called crime. How is Virginia for lovers if lovers can't love each other? There's a absolute 1970s soft rock song in there. How is Virginia for lovers if lovers can't love each other? More recently, Massachusetts and Utah repealed similar laws, while Idaho and North Carolina have similar laws still on the books. I'll be damned. I'll tell you something. I know something. one of them has, like, sodomy or something I, on I, there. I, I, we live in Las Vegas. The, those laws, uh, did those laws ever exist here? Probably not. I mean, the whole the whole industry's been built on on fornication, so there's that. Fornication. Fornication. Well, we have a lot to play with tonight. We've got a whole lots of things to play with this evening. Yes, we do. So lots and lots, <laughs> more than I can handle. <laughs> Counterculture Wise is proud to present news of the weird and wonderful. Here are your hosts, Melanie Hope and Jim Monis. Now, if you are listening to this on our podcast, please go to counterculturewise.com and all of these links will be up because if you have not seen this, this is adorable. It is absolutely adorable. And soon this year, we are going to be upgrading to video so we can be share, share screening, screen sharing, yeah, sharing so you can the see screen, me in the outfit showing you right pictures. Now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it all started when Leanne Loricella went shopping at Marshall's before Halloween. She was browsing the aisles when something caught her eye. A child's duck costume complete with a big orange bill and two webbed feet. 
I'm just going to say Madam L from now on because her last name is a mess. Um, so Madam L runs a goat rescue group called Goats of Anarchy in New Jersey. She thought the duck costume Great would name. look cute on her baby goats, especially the newest rescue goat named Polly. So she bought the costume and took it home, not thinking too much of it. Little did Madame L know just how much Polly would love that duck costume. Polly is a baby goat with serious medical issues. She's blind, has neurological problems that affect her eating ability, and is severely underweight for her age. She also suffers from anxiety. Oh, poor little goatee. When Polly can't find Madame L, she frantically runs around the house crying her heart out. Polly also has some weird habits, which Madame L thinks are linked to her anxiety issues. She'll find a corner of a wall in the house and she'll just start sucking on the wall, L told the dodo. So this is on the dodo. So all the corners of our house have these little suck marks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely adorable. Uh, when Leanne put the duck costume on Polly for a photo, something amazing happened. As soon as I put it on her, she just instantly got calm. Aw, it is awfully cute. It's very cute. The duck suit seemed to have the same calming effect as a thunder shirt or being swallowed, swaddled, swallowed, swaddled, swallowed in a blanket. But for Polly, the duck costume worked better than anything. I tried a thunder shirt, it didn't work. There's something about that duck costume that calms her. She goes into a little trance. She just closes her eyes, and she's out. Now, whenever Polly has an anxiety attack, Leanne puts her into the duck costume, and voila, instant calm. She just calms down and goes to sleep, Leanne said. Instantly, it's become the thing that she's known for. The duck costume is also useful when uh, Leanne has to run errands but can't leave Polly alone at home. <laughs> Once, when stopping at a local store, she put Polly into her duck suit and the little goat snoozed in the shopping cart. And there's actually a picture of this. Other costumes seem to have the same calming effect on Polly, including a pig costume and a fox costume, but the duck costume remains Polly's favorite. Polly might be small now, but Leanne expects her to get a little bigger and eventually outgrow her duck costume. I've started regretting that I didn't buy the next size up, she says. But Leanne might have found a solution. Another rescue goat named Pocket, who arrived a few days ago and is handicapped. When Pocket came home, I laid him on Polly's back, and it just calmed her right down, and she went to sleep. It was almost like that duck costume. I've noticed that any time he's lying next to her, she just gets calm. I've never seen her do that with another goat here. Cute goats! Oh, my goodness, they're so cute. Why don't they, they probably don't stay that cute, though, do they? Um... Well, if they're pygmy goats, they kind of do. But mm -hmm. if they're full-blown goats, no, they get rather large. When Polly eventually moves outside, uh, Leanne hopes Polly and Pocket will continue to be best friends. I'm hoping she won't need her duck suit. I hope that Pocket becomes her duck suit. They're awfully cute. Mm -hmm. Pocket, the little blonde one, kind of looks like Maisie. <laughs> it kind looks of a like Maisie. Maisie version of a goat. The Maisie version of a goat, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this is an interesting one. Back in the 80s and 90s and 70s, when I was a kid, you, we we didn't have Spotify or crap like that. No, would, I remember making tape these. songs off the radio mm -hmm. or off of records or later on CDs and carry them around with us. Um, well, this happened to this lady. A woman has been reunited with a mixtape she lost on holiday after it washed up on a beach... 25 years later, 1,200 miles from where she last saw it. 
this is like one of those amazing coincidences. Yeah. What are the odds that she's Stella the one who found Liddell it? Stella Liddell was 12 when she took the tape to listen to her favorite songs on her Walkman while in Costa Brava and Majorca in 1993. The cassette featuring hits by artists such as Pet Shop Boys, Bob Marley, and Shaggy went missing. But during a holiday to Stockholm last year, she was stunned to spot the mixtape along with a list of the 20 songs she'd recorded on it on display at a photography exhibition. It had washed up on a beach in Fuerteventura in 2017 and was recovered by UK artist Mandy Barker. Barker sent the tape to a professional audio restorer who managed to listen to all the tracks and it was included in her touring exhibition, Sea of Artifacts. When I was reading the track list, it seemed very familiar to me, Ms. Waddell said. So I took a picture of it and compared it with the original CD from 1993, which I still have, and it was exactly the same track list, but starting with track three. I remember that I didn't like the first two songs on the CD because I felt they were too old, so I would have included them when I recorded the mixtape age 12. I also have an association with a Jungle Book song, and this was always the third track. Hmm. I've always made tapes for my CDs at this time to listen to them with my Walkman, especially for holidays, and to think that the tape I could have lost more than 20 years ago had been found was incredible. Well, I mean, it's... Um, yeah, I, I don't... I'm not going to read the whole thing. Just um, there's a lot of songs that I don't recognize. Some... You know, Bob Marley, Pet Shop Boys, Soul Asylum, UB40, and uh, Inner Circle, and Shaggy are like the only ones I recognize. Oh. The rest of them are, you know, th these are European and British artists. Oh, so, that's true. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to be as, there's not going to be a whole lot of songs that I recognize by name or by bands I recognize by name. But that's really an odd coincidence, huh? That, yeah. I wonder how she, how she, did she say how she lost it? I just lost it. But how do you lose it? Yeah, how do you lose a tape at a beach? And well, that's that's kind of weird. I mean, call me weird. Oh, you you told me about this one earlier in the week. This yeah, is yeah, this is an amazing, amazing. story. A five-year-old Georgia boy awoke <clears throat> to flames in the bedroom, but he didn't panic, and his actions helped save his entire family. Noah Woods is being named an honorary firefighter and will receive mm. a rare Lifesavers Award for his heroics on Friday. Noah was one of eight family members asleep in their home in Bartlow County, Georgia, on Sunday when he woke up to smoke and flames in the bedroom he <clears> shared <throat> with his two-year-old sister. He jumped out of bed, grabbed his sister, and got out of the house through the only exit available, an open window. But Noah didn't stop there. He went back in to get the family dog and pulled it to safety. He then ran next door to his uncle's house for help. Together, they alerted the rest of the family. Everyone made it out safely. What a brave little guy. <coughs> That's We've seen children alert their families before. Bartlow County Fire Department Chief Dwayne Jameson told CNN. But lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For a five-year-old to be alert enough to do this, <coughs> that's pretty extraordinary. 
Jameson said the fire was started by an overloaded electrical outlet near Noah's bedroom. When firefighters arrived, they treated Noah and four other family members for minor burns and smoke inhalation. By the grace of God, all nine of our loved ones were able to get out of the home. Noah's grandfather, David Wood, said on in a GoFundMe post, if it wasn't for Noah, we may not be here today. Due to the destruction of the home, the family has asked the community for help while they get back on their feet. Uh, on Friday, the fire department is going to recognize Noah as an honorary Bartow County firefighter and present him with a life-saving award typically reserved for professional rescuers. Even Georgia Governor Brian Kemp heard about Noah's heroic actions. Jameson will read a letter at Friday's ceremonies given to him by the governor. Young Noah's shown that a five-year-old can be a hero, too. Good, Good for job, you, kid. kiddo. I think he has a future as a fireman ahead of him. He might. I mean, this might that, just that, change his probably, entire life. That's probably just going to steer his life towards being a fireman. Absolutely. We need more firemen. They're good people. <laughs> All right. Animal rescuers said a bystander helped them rescue a dog spotted struggling to escape from a canal. Rescue group Venus Animal Haven said a witness stopped to help when he spotted them attempting to reach a dog stranded in a canal in Fresno. A video shared by the rescuers, and we will have that available at our, red, our website, shows the group fashioning some belts into a makeshift rope. The man uses the belt rope to descend the canal wall and reach the stranded canine. Venus Animal Haven said the dog is recovering from the ordeal while rescuers attempt to locate its owners. Hmm. So, yeah, that's a short article, but the video will be available on our website. It's pretty cool, though. It is cool. It's always... It's nice to see people getting together to help helpless animals. I'm let you have the next one too, since that one was so short. <clears throat> All right. Well, no, you know what? I think I'll read this one story. so that you can read the one after it, because I think you're really going to get a kick out of the yes, next I, one. Yes, I know I will. All right, so I'll read this one. All right. This is another video you're going to want to check out. A fox wanders into British Parliament and just takes a tour of the building. <laughs> A fox found its way into the British Parliament and wandered through the building to the surprise of workers and lawmakers. Members of Parliament and workers in the London building said the fox was spotted on four different floors of the building Thursday. And he really did take a tour with several witnesses sharing photos and videos of the invading animal. Police captured the fox on the fourth floor of the building and carried it outside in a box before releasing it. Carrie McCarthy, a member of Parliament from the Labor Party, said she missed the fox's visit Thursday, but she later found the animal had left droppings outside her office door. Everybody's a critic. I can't believe I missed all the drama and just found the poo, she tweeted. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't believe I missed all the drama and just found the poo. All right. It's, it's yours. <laughs> this happened in St. Louis. The land of everybody's favorite beer. St. Louis police say the Budweiser Brewery got an unwelcome visit for, from a man with a memorable name. 19-year-old Bud Weiser was cited for trespassing and resisting arrest. Police say he was found in a secured area of the brewery Thursday evening. <laughs> police say in a news release that officers were called after security officers told Weiser to leave and he resisted arrest. After all, it's his brewery, right? Well, yeah. Weiser was taken into police custody, then issued summonses for trespassing and resisting arrest. This bud's not for you. This bud's not for him. Definitely not. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, dear boy. Dear boy. 
That's what are, are the odds, though? We are one hour into our show already. We are. So, but we still have more news of the weird and wonderful. But uh, we can do that the next hour. Okay. Why don't, why don't we go well, ahead and, and take us a, a quick break, folks? Don't go anywhere. And hey, guys in chat. Hi, Dave. And by the way, if you are listening, uh, we'd like to know that you're listening. Yeah. Why don't you jump into the chat room? Jump just in say the chat hello and jump out. It's fine. Shoot, shoot us a tweet or something because we, since we're on so many different platforms at the same time, we're finding it really hard to figure out. Okay, who's listening and where are you? And so, how many listeners we have? Yeah. Is so, that because you're listening? If you support us. We're going to be able to tell people we have X number of listeners. Mm-hmm. That's actually going to bring so in so that we can more get guests. awesome guests like we're going to have next yeah. week. Yeah. yeah, this will this will increase the probability of us getting bigger and bigger names as our guests. Yeah, like Trump. That would be marvelous. I doubt that would ever happen, but who knows? You know, you never stranger know. things. I mean, it'd be nice. To, I, don't, <laughs> I don't care what, what. Dave in chat says, "Shoot a tweet. I'm triggered." <laughs> That's funny. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. We shall be uh, right uh, back with the wine of the week. All right, damn it. Let's try it again. Hi, everybody. This is your old pal, Uncle Joe, and I'm asking you once again... To make me your president. A vote for me is a vote for change. Now some of you are probably asking, why advocate change now? Since you've been in a position of power for decades and haven't changed a damn thing. Well, you're fat and dumb, but I'm going to answer you anyway. The only change we really need to make is to change who is president. And I want it to be me. No one wants the same president for eight years. Hell, nobody even wants a president for four. After all, we started the impeachment ball rolling before the president could even plant his ass down in the Oval Office the first time. Which brings me to my newest campaign promise. I plan to choose a running mate who is much younger than me for when I bite the dust. That's right, I said when. Do you really expect me to make it through my full first term? We all know I'm old enough to have given acting lessons to John Wilkes Booth. Who in the hell am I trying to kid? So give a dying man his last request and vote Joe Biden in 2020. This is Joe Biden, and I approve this message. (laughs) In this digital society... Making connections is quickly becoming a lost art form. Yet, if you are a small business owner, building your network is the only way you can get ahead. Can these skills be learned? You bet they can. Read Nose to Nose Networking, no-nonsense in-person networking tips from a master. Who's the master? Well, who better to teach networking and friend-building skills than a golden retriever? The author, Melanie Hope, takes the antics of Abigail and translates them into the human experience. Through Abby, you will learn how to set your intention, build a network, and get into and out of conversations with grace. If you love the Dog Abby segments on our show, you will love Nose to Nose Networking even more. Find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble in hard copy or on Kindle or Nook. Visit counterculturewise.com for direct links. 
When a disaster happens, are you ready? Do you have the supplies you need to keep you and your family safe and survive? The Zombie Outpost Store in Wilmington, Ohio. At Caesar Creek Flea Market, stocks quality gear you need to be ready for the next emergency or even a camping trip. Visit zombieoutpoststore.com for location and hours. Check out our assortment of essentials you need when the next disaster happens. Go to zombieoutpoststore.com. Get 10% at checkout when you mention CounterCultureWise Radio. Be ready and be prepared. Leaders, listen up. Do you feel like you can't get a dang thing done because of all the namsy-pamsy crybabies that want you to coddle their creativity? When you give orders, are you met with vacant stares only rivaled by a cocker spaniel? It's not them. It's you. You need to shape up or they'll ship you out. Read the Sniper's Guide to Leadership and you will become a more effective leader, communicator, and motivator. Forget smart goals and learn swift goals. Get the Sniper's Guide to Leadership in paperback, Kindle, and Nook. Today! In the 1930s, we downplayed the widespread famine in the Soviet Union. During World War II, we deliberately avoided the subject of the Holocaust and downplayed the genocide of Jews, which you have to admit was pretty progressive for a newspaper owned by them. We supported the invasion of Iraq and lied to our readers about getting information from biased sources. We have brought this proud tradition up to the modern age by following other so-called reliable news sources and making bold outlandish statements only to quietly retract them after the damage has been done. The New York Times. Journalism without limits. Or ethics. Or common sense. This is Maximilian von Riegelbeezer. After you enjoy this hard-hitting interview, please take a moment to visit CounterCultureWise.com and become a partner of our show. Our hard work is 100% funded by wonderful viewers like you. Please keep kibble in my bowl and toss Abby a tennis ball. Visit CounterCultureWise.com today. Hey, welcome back. We're back, we're back, we're back. All right, Jimmy, you picked out this wine for me for Valentine's Day. I did indeed. And I, I managed to drink every other wine in the house except that one. So <laughs> share with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Self restraint. <laughs> All right. Share with us what we have. Now, 
We are fans of the brand Apothic. Mm -hmm. They have this great wine called Apothic Red. They have an even better one called Apothic Dark. Um, Every wine we've ever had from them has been really good. They're reasonably priced. You can pick them up pretty much anywhere, your Target or your local grocery store or liquor store, depending on what state you're in. Um, This is the first time I'd seen this. This is Apothic Cab. It is a straight Cabernet Sauvignon uh, from California, of course, and it's I'm, I have high expectations for this because every wine I've had from these guys is really, really good. Yeah. So let's see what it says here. It says, blah, 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 you can't read, and my label's too dark. It's really dark, yeah. <laughs> Turn on the bat light here. Okay. So my, my batty eyes can see it. Here this we is, go. This is the infamous lamp that Jim likes to talk into. I can't. You know, honestly, I should have been re- better prepared. Here, let me try it. Thank you. It is. It's all. It's like. It's gray light, on black. Light it's gray stupid. Writing on black. Okay. It's dumb. Uh, criminy. Exactly. And I've you got can't young eyes. It. Yeah. Immerse your senses in this smooth cabernet. Is that you immersing? Yes. Okay. okay. Hints of jammy dark fruit and aromas of vanilla. That's all in capitals in a dark, different color. Blend with a silky smooth texture that boldly lingers on the palate. From the makers of Apothic Wines, this alluring twist on Cabernet Sauvignon pairs with your night wherever that takes you. All right. Our night takes us to Counterculture Wise Radio every Sunday. Off the court, boo. Here we go. So while I'm doing this, can I have some cork music, please? Do, 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 do. What is cork popping music? I have no idea. Oh, wait, that's popcorn, not pop cork. That's okay. That's about as close as I would have gotten. All right. Since that didn't make a whole lot of noise. There you go. That was even more pathetic. That was the most pathetic pop that ever popped over. All right, there you go, there you go. Well, while he's doing that, I'm going to read a great story. Um, You know we've been keeping you up on what's going on in Australia because somebody near and dear to my heart lives in the area. Her brother, too. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Uh, (laughs) By now, the meme world has forgotten all about the impending World War III and is now giving us new material with the coronavirus that is making the rounds. While the memes may be hilarious to scroll through on social media during our morning commutes, it's really no laughing matter. The epicenter of the disease outbreak, why are we talking about this? This is not what I, um, uh, chow, mang, dude, guy, wow. They really jacked up this story. So the headline, animal lovers are breaking into people's homes to, in Wuhan, to feed dogs left behind. Oh, okay, it is Wuhan. Okay, sorry, I was in Australia. I was in Australia. Okay. Wuhan, so Australia. those who are... No. Start over. Right. Start over. Oh. All right. Sorry. I, for some reason, I was in Australia. Don't, don't ask me why. Okay. Uh, the epicenter of the disease outbreak has been the Chinese city of Wuhan, which has been decimated by the virus. Its residents have been forced to evacuate for safer areas. Unfortunately, many of the evacuees left their pets behind, and now the travel bans being put in place, they're unable to return to their homes to get them. As the days pass and turn into weeks, the poor animals are trapped, no doubt getting very hungry and anxious. In an effort to help the animals, a few of the people who have stayed behind are now breaking into the empty homes of Wuhan in order to provide the starving animals with food and water. 
I, I think that's amazing. Um, my heart is just broken for China. What that regime has done to its people. And the, and, and the and fact that they want that here is absolutely disgusting. Well, they are such an oppressive regime that when a doctor tried to warn about this before it became a huge problem, he disappeared. At least as far as social media. No, he media, was murdered. He, he was, was murdered. murdered. Yeah, murdered he was outright, murdered huh? outright. Wow, yeah. what a surprise. Yeah, he was um, charged and murdered. And and then anybody else who I mean they they are sneaking out some videos here and there but people have gotten to the point where they're like I I don't care what what the consequences are anymore I just watched one today I'm absolutely heartbreaking. This could be this could be the start of the uh, the beginning of the end for the Chinese. I I hope so Party. because China is such a beautiful and rich country with so much possibility and such amazing people and what their government has done to them is criminal nothing short of criminal, and folks let that be a lesson to you <coughs> socialism sucks balls. And and by the way, since virtually everything we own tends to be made in Asia, I not, would not we you, as in Jim and me, but, no, but we, we as in we as Americans, a we yeah. tend to buy a lot of products made in Asia. I would implore you to check the country of origin of anything you purchase. If you can find something that works within your budget and is made somewhere outside of China, especially in the U.S., but let's be realistic. Anywhere but China, for goodness sakes. Anywhere. Anywhere but China. Buy it instead of something made in China. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna stick to that for the rest of my life until China changes its ways and stops killing people with its own viruses. This is a man made virus. Yeah, everybody and, knows that. And it was it's it's being used to control the populace. Yes. They're you know, we're all treating it as a as a epidemic and a scary thing, which it is, but not for the reasons a lot of the press is saying, I, "I that's my that's my conspiracy theorist coming out every now and then." Well, it, but it's not. I mean, they've they've already shown it is. They've they've proven that it is. So I toast. Ah, here we go. The wine. Clink. Clink. Let's take our first sip. Ooh, that's it a really does live up to the standards. Really of the brand. smoky cab. Yeah, really smoky. Really cap. smoky. This would go well with smoked cheese or a, um, I think like a um, roast, like a prime rib dinner would go mm. really well with that. I think anything would go good with a prime rib dinner. Well, yeah, I go good with a prime rib dinner. Juice would go well with a prime yeah. rib dinner. I mean, seriously, let's face facts. <laughs> let's um, face it. By the way, if you're ever in in town, there, which one of the things about this town is, you can get an outstanding prime rib dinner for very little. But if you want, like, full-blown ecstasy, high-quality service and all that, check out Lowry's. There's also one in Los Angeles. But if you go to Lowry's, the prime it rib, was, that, is, that is astounding. It, it, and it's not just really good food. It's an experience. Yeah, from the beginning to end. Yeah. They, they come out with a cart yeah. with, a, with beef on 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 pikes or whatever and 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 and, and it says i want to be eaten <laughs> yeah they, they actually want to be eaten the cows are saying yeah i want to be a prime rib someday from lowry's and no they'll they'll cut it to your to the your preferred thickness your preferred doneness and all done exquisitely well and you can 
you know, they, they have this thing once a year where I think it's two dinners for $100 or something like that, which seems like a lot of money. But when you count in the service and the overall quality of the food, it's pretty amazing. And even if you go um, when they're not having a special like that, it's, it's just a great experience. They also have a really nice bar. Um, but, yeah, you can order a, one of their house wines and prime rib, and it's quite good. I don't know why I got off on a... Because like because food occurs to you, which by the way is one of the designs in our designs in our shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of sipping. simultaneous sipping, <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious. Um, Fritzy has been listening to the morning coffee with Scott Adams with us, and <clears throat> she really digs his his preamble. And, and for those of you who don't know who we are talking about, Dilbert. He was the creator. Of, he's the creator of Dilbert. He's written several best-selling books on the language, our culture, and all this kind of thing. The most recent one is called "Lose or Think," which is an incredible book. I, I asked for it for Christmas, and, and of course she got, got it, it because Christmas. I have the best Santa ever. Uh, oh, he, oh. His his book "Win Bigly" was his impressions of the art of persuasion as during the Trump uh, election. Yeah. yeah. And what's funny is he was not a Trump supporter when he wrote that, but he has since become one. And of course that means he is persona non grata in California, which is where he has the misfortune to live. Although he lives in San Francisco and he lives well. Yeah. And he oh, des- as yeah. he deserves well, to. Yeah, he's, for he's creating syndicated. One of, the, one of the most insightful and funny comics yeah, ever. Yeah, he's incredibly intelligent and he asks a lot of questions. I don't agree with everything he has to say, but his daily podcast is, is, is fascinating. And he's brought in, he's the one who turned me on to third and fourth gen nuclear. And I have completely come 180 on, on my view of, of nuclear energy. And really? I don't understand mm. why it's not a thing. Uh, yeah, because the, the, the new it's generation it's is so safe. much safer and actually can use old waste as fuel. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's come a long, long way, and, and why we're not employing that is, is beyond it's because my... we still have the, f- the fright that the, the three-mile island caused yeah, and all the that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I get that, but it's safer now. It's... So anyways, incredibly short story made long. Yeah. <laughs> Fritzy, here's his opening per- preamble, his, uh, which he talks about the simultaneous sip, and she wanted to try her hand at this. And we're, we're really, this is animated and up on YouTube, so check it out. We're really trying to get his attention. So if anybody has a bead or, you know, can yank a, at a his ear, or a bead or we'd anything. really like him to see it because this is an homage to, to Mr. Adams. So if anybody has a way of, of getting in front of him, please send him the link to Fritzy doing this because she's very proud of it. So here is Fritzy's simultaneous sip. Hello, Mr. Dilbert. Every morning, Mommy and Daddy listen to your show, and I hear you tell us all about the simultaneous of sip. Sometimes Mommy and Daddy take two or three sips before you yell go because they're impatient. Mommy and Daddy love coffee so much that I wanted to learn your speech so that we could take more sips together after your show. I practiced and practiced, and when I said it for Mommy, she said that I need to share it with you, so here we go. <coughs> hey, everybody, come in, gather around. We have lots to talk about today, but before we begin, we have something important to do. All you need is a cup or a mug or a glass of tinker to tell us your sign, a canteen, a jug, or a flask, a vessel of any kind. Fill it with your favorite liquid. I like coffee, but for some reason, I'm not allowed to drink coffee, so mine is full of milk. And join me now for the unparalleled pleasure, the dopamine hit of the day, the thing that makes everything better, the simulation of sip. Go! <laughs> she nailed it. She nailed it. She's, I got to hand it to her. She nailed it. <laughs> yep, yep. 
Her her brother Max will be making an appearance sometime during the show too, if I'm not mistaken. So. Oh yeah, Max Max does have an interview with with one of our one of our presidential candidates, or well, Former, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. It yeah. Goes. So why don't you read the next uh, this one about the bear cub? This sounds adorable. Bear cub. Here bear we go. cub. So this is we're back to Virginia now. It's almost becoming a Florida thing, but well, anyway, almost, yeah. this is actually a nice story from Virginia. A Virginia dog brings home an orphan bear cub. Now, if you look at this, it actually the bear cub looks like a puppy. So it does. It looks like a puppy. Wildlife rescuers in Virginia said an orphan bear cub is being fostered out to another mother in the wild after the baby was found by a dog that gently carried it home. Aww. The Virginia Department of Game and Inland Fisheries said a Washington County resident called a rehabilitator to report their dog had arrived home carrying an apparently orphaned bear cub. Bill Bassinger, a district wildlife biologist, retrieved the cub from the home and said the animal was unharmed and the dog appeared to have been very gentle with the animal. The cub was taken to the Wildlife Center of Virginia where officials used radio tracking collars to identify another mother bear in the wild caring for newborn cubs, another mother further. The baby bear was placed with the mother this week, and officials said they expect the mother will care for the cub as one of its own. The mothering instinct is just very strong in most animals, Bassinger said to the Wytheville Enterprise. Generally, most females will take the young back, even after it has been handled by humans. So that is a great story. Dogs are very empathetic creatures most of the time. when they're, They really are. If they're raised right. You know who else? Who? else is amazing when it comes to raising non-species babies, mm. at least in my experience. What's that? Rats. Rats? Yeah, I, I had a pair of rats that, I, they're actually highly intelligent oh, yeah, animals, and, and male rats are kind of gross, but very, very intelligent animals mm-hmm. given a chance, and I had, of course, two domestic rats, and very sweet Elsie and Sadie, and they, I, I also had uh, teddy bear hamsters, mm-hmm. and then I had a dwarf something something hamsters. Well, what would happen with the dwarf hamsters is those they breed like hamsters, <laughs> uh, but the mama had this thing where she'd like eat her entire litter, so <laughs> it was uh, disgusting yum, yum. And, and scary, and I didn't <laughs> like it. So uh, I separated the boys from the girls, so they, you know, I had one boy, one girl, and, and actually ended up. Um, giving them to someone else because I just, it gave me the Wiggins. But the last litter, uh, there were three left that I caught because she, they never like give birth when like you're around. So I grabbed, there's like pink, you know, close eyed, the whole thing, stuck them in the rat cage and damned if they didn't raise them as their own. That's really amazing. So I had, I had two rats and, and three dwarf hamsters and a teddy bear <laughs> all living together in, in this really elaborate habit trail that I had. I mean, they had... Habit trails were fun. Oh, my gosh. Well, and, and then later, because I remember when I was a kid and we had hamsters, they had the yellow tubes, and they were all straight. You'd have the T connectors and the Y connectors and the little thing at the top. But when I was in my 20s, they came out with different colors and curves. So we, we were able to, we had a fish tank, and then on top of the fish tank was the habit trail, and then everywhere, just all over the house, were all these curvy, really, I mean, I really spent a lot of money on that, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I didn't know that habit trail was even still around, and I just checked that out online, because yeah. I, I, I just felt the need to, and <laughs> yeah, they still make them, huh? they still make them. Well, I, I, 
something else that um, <laughs> has been around for a while. I, I thought I would look this up. There's been a little talk about pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. Right. And, I mean, I've heard that phrase my entire life, and mm-hmm. I kind of knew what it meant because I grew up around horses, and I know the difference between bootstraps and shoelaces, which apparently some people don't. We'll get into that part of them <laughs> just a moment, but first. So what it means is to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, is to improve your situation by your own efforts. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody knows that. And, it, and it's something to aspire to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The origin isn't really known, but the straps are actually the large leather straps. Uh, in military boots, there's like a loop on the back, and that's mm-hmm. how you pull them on, because those things are right. hard to get on. Yes, they are. I For know, cowboy firsthand. boots, there's actually a strap that you use to <laughs> mm-hmm. pull on the boots. I, so I used to have cowboy boots. Yeah. So we're not yeah. talking shoelaces. This right. has nothing to do with shoelaces. No, not at all. Um, so what they're saying is you're pulling yourself up out of a bad situation using the firmest grip you can get, starting from the bottom and working your way up. Right. Uh, apparently, that's not how some people see that. So we, we have a um, special. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. A special here. Special so it, uh, Special is the word for it. So here you go. It's time once again to go inside the mind of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> On tonight's episode, Alex confronts the evil that is common expressions. Common expression number one, picking yourself up by your bootstraps. This idea of a bootstrap, you know, this idea like of a bootstrap started off as a joke. Because, like, it's a physical impossibility to lift yourself up by a bootstrap, by your shoelaces. It's physically impossible. It's, like, totally a joke. Common expression number two, put the cart before the horse. Like, the idea of putting the cart in front of the horse makes no sense. Like, how do you expect the horse to move it? It would, like, keep bumping into the cart. This must be a joke, too. Common expression number three. Can't see the forest for the trees. (laughs) Like, a forest has trees? That's like its definition. So I'm looking at a tree because I can't see the whole freaking forest at the same time. What is this trying to say? I don't get it. Finally, common expression number four. Cutting off your nose to spite your face. Like, ew, why would you cut off your nose when you could just primary it? (laughs) Like, you need to smell things and, like, I think to breathe and stuff. Plus, how would I keep my glasses on? Next time on Inside the Mind of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Alex tackles metaphors. Well, that should be easy, because, like, I studied music theory in college. Music was perfect. <laughs> yes, that, that was perfect. Excellent choice for background. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Every you. time I hear her talk, all I can think is yeah. <laughs> just. Yeah. Wow. It's like I've said a hundred times it's one thing to be arrogant, it's another thing to be stupid. But when you're stupid and arrogant, 
yeah. and you're in a position of power, the woman's dangerous. The whoever the, the Democratic business guy who's running against her, I actually want to send a check to his campaign. I, <laughs> I, I'm I'm serious. She needs to go. She needs to go. Yeah, well, legally, ethically, needs to go. Right, 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 right. You she know, needs to be no, voted out. Not. Well, they're they're trying to primary her. So, uh, the thing is, as dumb as she is, she's got it. Yeah. For some reason, she she she's got it. She's got the. <laughs> I, I can't even call it charisma. I'm right. You're right. It's just it. She's got the it thing going on, and hopefully, not enough of it to last another. Um, Cycle, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, what's interesting and in, in, uh, another oh, James Bond thing, James huh? Bond reference. It's oh, a nice. female version of Drax. Okay, yeah. good. You'll have to explain it to me because I don't know what that means. Drax was the uh, villain in Moonraker. Oh, okay, it's yeah. been a while. Yeah. So why is she the female version of Drax? You'd have to ask the guy who wrote it. Oh, okay. Hey, guy who wrote it. <laughs> uh, actually. Uh, Tim Pool has been calling her the mini Trump. Yeah. Because she's basically gotten, mm-hmm. she's got that persuasion factor. She does. Mm-hmm. All right. We've got one more news of the weird and wonderful, and then we're going to move on into another segment here. This one is uh, this dog and the kid we just read about need to get together. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Dr. Doolittle, you can't speak with animals, but they definitely know how to communicate. An adorable five-month-old Australian shepherd who listens to the name who listens to the name Van Gogh, who listens to the name Van Gogh. That's an interesting way of putting that. Did exactly that. And- Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rescued himself from the hands of dog nappers. The smart pooch walked into a store with his dog nappers, and the four-footer cleverly alerted the store owners that something wasn't right. He is freaking adorable. Yeah, that's a cute doggy. If oh, he's was cute. One. Half his face is black, half his face is white, and his paws are white, and his back is black, and he's got white on his chest. Oh, he's cute. Kind of, kind of looks like magic. If you know, certain people were tuned in right now. Yves Yodin works as a staff member at the store and is also a dog trainer at Al Rayom de Animaux. He definitely knows a thing or two about the behavior of dogs and was quickly able to figure out that the whole situation was very off. At first, Yves simply thought that the four-footer was hungry and was barking because he was hoping for a treat. But when Van Gogh kept on barking even after he received a cookie, Yves started to get more and more suspicious. Suspicious 
Suspicions, boy, they have a terrible editor. Suspicions began to arise, and as Eve started to ask more and more basic questions about the dog, it only got worse. The couple didn't even know how old he was, whether he was sterilized or not, and what kind of food he usually liked or where he came from and how much they paid for him. Luckily, another staff member, Lydia Bluen, also noticed that something was off. Lydia checked local social media pages to see if there was anything about missing pets. It didn't take long before they found Van Gogh's picture online, and he was reported missing. The dog was apparently last seen at home in Buckingham only a couple of hours before he arrived at the store. The couple had no other choice but to confess it wasn't their dog. They claimed that they had found Van Gogh in the woods and wanted to keep him as their own support animal because the woman couldn't afford a dog and was in poor health. Aww, poor lady. The woman in question was, of course, busted, and Eves managed to convince her to leave the animal at the store. Nice. Gosh, it'd be so nice if people were, would do this more often. Vango's real owner was completely in shock as she knew that her pooch wouldn't just run away on his own. One moment Vango was in the fence yard, the next moment he was just gone. The phone call from Eves was complete relief. So she was asking, is it possible that someone took him? And I was thinking, who could do that? It's impossible. After the phone call, I can't talk about it without crying. She said, imagine if these people didn't go to that pet store, I would have lost my dog forever. As for the dog napper, she filed an official complaint at the local police department. I don't want to cause them problems. I do. We don't know why they did it. Don't care. But at the same time, they took my baby. The owner said, I want to discourage others from doing this. Thanks to Vango's clever behavior, he is now in the hands of his loving owner again. What a smart pooch. And he was not microchipped, although they're taking care of that now. Yes. Always Always, always. Uh, there's one thing Maisie has taught us. Maisie taught us this the hard way. Hell, I microchip Jim if I that didn't give me the Wiggins, but it actually you when you get old and senile and start wandering off, I'll probably microchip your ass. That's fine. Or, or your neck. Yeah, I would rather be the neck. <laughs> I don't want to walk. I already walk funny enough. All right. Well, we are. Halfway through this extravaganza known as counterculture wise, yes, we have a we lot are. more to share with you. Let's continue. Uh, now, see, that's why we can't have nice things. We've actually been talking about this a uh, little bit. Um, th- this is going to be one of those shockers, the huge surprise. We, so. I think we may have even mentioned this on an earlier yeah, show. So, so hold on to your seats uh, because so this is a big, big th- surprise. This is your, your jaw will hit the floor and crash right through the... Mm-hmm. the because the nobody, nobody could have seen mm-hmm. this coming. Nobody. In a lighted garage in one of San Francisco's busiest streets, a young man in baggy trousers and messy brown hair pulled down his pants. He had been hiding two pairs of stolen jeans with a tag still on them. He handed them to another man waiting nearby, took some money, pulled up his pants, and headed back to another store on Market Street home to the city's high-end designers and big-chain retail shops. The incident wasn't a one-off. These brazen acts of petty theft and shoplifting are a dangerous and all-too-common consequence of Proposition 47, a referendum passed five years ago that critics say effectively gives shoplifters and addicts the green light to commit crimes as long as the merchandise they steal or the drugs they take are less than 950 in value. Sorry, $950 in value. $950. 
Yes. If you, you could steal piece by that... piece steal a car. <laughs> yeah. Could you met you you could go to like the I'm thinking of all the things I could get for 950 uh, television. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me I can just walk into a store, you could walk grab into a big Walmart. screen television, you could walk, walk into a Walmart and in say, Sacramento right now, suck it. Grab, a, grab a television and say, yeah, suck it because it's too expensive to bust me. It was under $950. Wow. Yeah. Because I need a new battery for my car and that thing's like 250 I can just walk in. Grab mm-hmm. the battery. I Actually, need. you could probably use some new tires for it too. Oh, no, there you so go. So let's go to California. Okay. I'm not even joking. <laughs> They're that stupid. The decision to downgrade theft of property valued below the arbitrary figure from felony to misdemeanor, together with selective enforcement that focuses on more serious crimes, has resulted in thieves knowing that they can brazenly shoplift and merchants knowing the police will not respond to their complaints, say critics. I would lock up and leave. Folks in the chat are saying, hey, you can upgrade your studio. <laughs> That's true. I'm in. Let's you do it. You hear that, Sam Ash? Anyway. <laughs> Sam Ash, California. Sam Ash, yeah, uh, Sam Ash, California, right. Okay. Over in the city by the bay's famous Tenderloin District, Cassie, a 21-year-old mother of two and a former heroin wait, junkie. Wait, wait, wait. They named an entire district after a, a pork chop? Nothing wrong with that. I uh, like just, pork chops. Okay, just is there uh, a pork chop? Tem- there's also beef tenderloin, you know. Oh, that's true. So they named the entire district after a cut of meat. Yes. Okay. Over in the is city, is there a rump roast district? I, I just have to ask. Yeah, it's called Pahrump. Oh, hey, Pahrump roast. <laughs> No, that's, that, that, that's, that's, in, that's a that's tiny in city here in Nevada that yeah. like nobody goes to on purpose. It's a long story. It eats cats. Yeah, it, it eats orange cats with one eye. Over in the city by the bay's famous Tenderloin District, Cassie, a 21-year-old mother of two and a former heroin junkie, told Fox News that when times were tough, she too has stolen from stores. If my babies need diapers or formula, who's going to get that for me? Oh my God, you're on crack and you're having babies? No one. I have to do it, she said. They ain't out here. And I, did I nail it? They ain't out here. Mm -hmm. They ain't out here arresting people for shoplifting. Everyone knows it. Proposition 47 is seen by critics as one of California's biggest blunders in a state chock full of them, which is why I'm very glad I'm not living there anymore. Supported by the state Democratic Party, who else? And championed by the American Civil Liberties Union, who Who else? The referendum was passed by a wide margin. What else? In 2014, when else? The idea behind it was to reduce certain nonviolent felonies to misdemeanors in order to free up resources for cops and prosecutors to focus on violent offenders. Since Proposition 47 has passed, there has been an increase in theft across the state. You don't say. You think? Cities like San Francisco have seen organized crime rigs turn shoplifting into a well-organized racket involving desperate thieves and unscrupulous black market resellers. Duh. (laughs) Among the nation's 20 largest cities, San Francisco now has the highest rate of property crime, which includes theft, shoplifting, and vandalism. So what are you going to do about it, Pelosi? Del Seymour, founder of the nonprofit Code Tenderloin... You can't make this crap up, folks. <laughs> Told Fox News that fencers, often from Mexico and Guatemala, where else? Set up shop in the middle of the day and night around the city's United Nations Plaza area. 
He said he's also noticed that the Steelers and dealers have gotten bolder by the day. The retail heists taking place, he said, aren't some small-time operation, but instead a sophisticated network of international dealers who Duh. cross the border, what else, to buy stolen goods. Duh. What's worse is that a majority of the handoffs happen in view of San Francisco City Hall. Of course! Of course! <laughs> Of course, it sends a message, Seymour said. They're doing it right out here in the open. Other hot spots include the Tenderloin as well as 7th and Market Streets. Seymour believes that San Francisco is stuck in a cycle, and until it's able to pull its ass out of its face, the problem will continue. (laughs) Drug addicts who are often homeless need money for a fix, so they walk into a store, steal merchandise, sell it for half the value, and use the money they made to buy more drugs. What else? Seymour added... and they get free needles, which they can leave... And they poop in the streets. And they poop in the streets, but God forbid they should use a straw. (laughs) Seymour added that the mayor and elected city officials have been spending too much time and money trying to coddle addicts and have done nothing to eliminate San Francisco's drug problem. Thank you, Mr. Seymour. My thing is, and I tell them all this time, if we end the fencing, prosecute the fencing, or do something with the fencing, people won't have the money to buy the drugs, he said. Most of the drugs bought are from shoplifting and breaking into cars. If they don't have a market for these goods, they won't break into cars or shoplift anymore. Let's say it together. One, two, three. The problem isn't just San Francisco-based, although Poirot only does. Across the state, retailers say they've been hit hard by shoplifters since Prop 47 went into effect. Across the Bay in Oakland, it's the next town over. Business owners say shoplifting is a problem. Spoiled boutique owner Micah McCants... Micah McCants, really? By Micah, that's her name. Micah McCants told Fox News she worries about theft, especially I like at that night. Name. What's wrong with that name? That's a great name. Micah McCants? That's, that's kind of like pole dancer name. Yeah, along with the next one. I've had situations where I've had to call the authorities. In San Diego County, 7-Eleven franchise owner Jassy Dillon... Oh, my. If that's not a pole dancer, that's I don't know what is. That's not a pole is. dancer. I don't know what is. Told NBC7 that he has to deal. Oh, sorry. It's a guy. That's oh. okay. He, she, they, it. Eh. It's it. California. They. I don't judge. Mer. Says that he has to deal with shoplifters at all six of his store locations. It's happening every day, hour by hour, he said. Dylan said shoplifting isn't a priority to law enforcement and said when cops do show up, the shoplifter has left the store or isn't concerned about the citation they are issued. It's becoming a lifestyle for us now because we can't do anything much except take the loss, he said. Rachel Michelin, president of the California Retailers Association, says shoplifting is not only hurting retailers, but is also becoming a public safety issue for consumers. She said black market dealers frequently cross state lines because they know California will go easy on them if caught. They know what they're doing. They will bring in calculators and get all the way up to the $950 limit, Michelin told Fox News, adding that one person will go into store fill up their backpack, come out, dump it out, and go right back in and do it all over again. Michelin says she's seen footage from member retailers that she described as completely insane. They will go into a grocery store, steal alcohol, walk out the front door with it. They know no one is going to prosecute them. I know this from firsthand experience working the the graveyard shift at a Circle K in Riverside, California. They they just diddy-bop in, grab a case of beer, and diddy-bop out, and all I could do was call the cops who did nothing halt or all yo halt again <laughs> i mean i could have screamed immigration freeze and that might have done the trick but no ice freeze <laughs> wow <sighs> they know no one's going to prosecute them the district attorneys aren't she added there are even more sinister acts afoot many out of straight crime rings use children to do their dirty work because they know they're low on the totem pole of prosecutions <laughs> 
There are folks that are using exploiting children. This is like children. the 1940s. It's worse. Good old Democrats sending us back in time. These are folks that are using and exploiting children, but I also think that teenagers know there are no consequences anymore. It's part of the game. Yep. You get caught, all you have to do is get out of the store. She, like several others Fox News spoke to, said the situation has strained the relationship between police officers and prosecutors. Law enforcement are trying to protect the streets, and then they might do a sting and arrest I can a bunch fix of people. this. I can fix this. Okay, Melanie fixes the world. Chapter two. Here we do you, go. Do you know what kids are more afraid of than actually being arrested by the cops and going to jail? What's that? Being humiliated on social media. If you go to an old, older restaurant, uh, often you'll see posted on the wall copies of bounced checks. It's public humiliation. And when I worked at 7-Eleven down in Kent, Washington, back when people took checks, nobody does anymore. <laughs> if somebody bounced a check, it came back and, and was never honored, you would scotch tape it to the wall and say, never take a check from this person again. That person's name and address and everything was right there for everyone to see. So every time one of these little brats shoplift something, you post it on your Twitter account. They will be publicly shamed forever, and eventually, maybe, they'll grow a freaking conscience! Perhaps. This is also exacerbated by a state where you buy your food and your other products wrapped in plastic but can't get a plastic bag to carry them home in without having to pay 10 cents extra. And you can't get a straw without, like, what is it, a $5,000 fine? Something like that. It, our chat says, uh, stun gun, tossing back alley, worked for the casinos. <laughs> Don't <laughs> taste me, bro. Human rights violation, me, me, me. So, I mean, and this 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 article just goes on and on and on, and nobody's nobody's doing squat about it because, you know, stupid, because California. Because California. I, like I said, we need to build the wall, we need to build it high, we need to build it strong, and we need to build it cutting off California. I, I think California and New York just need to, to exist without federal funds for a while and see how far they get. They'd shrivel up and die they would. two weeks. They would, because their policies are inane. Their, their, their politics are stupid. It, it, they would shrivel up and die without the federal government. And, you know, let us hardworking folks in the middle – do what we do and, and make America great again. And all you coastal people, I mean, you've ruined Portland, you've ruined Seattle. New York is, has, has been a loss for a while. Virginia, screw Virginia. You know, it's like just wall it all off and call it a night and see who still exists in the end. You know, go Texas, go Arizona, and, and see who still is around at the end. It's not going to be the coastal elite. It's just not. You know, they're a bunch of pinky-lifting pussies who who don't... What do you mean I've ha I have to have my Wi-Fi off for an hour? What, what are you... Please. What are we, savages? Oh, yeah, camping, camping. That's that's like you, you don't have room service for a day? Yeah, screw them. Juanita, oh, where's my drink? <laughs> Juanita? Uh, where, where's the where, ice? Where's Juanita? Where's Juanita? Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> this one's Please. interesting. A dispute between Oklahoma neighbors, Oklahoma, 
this this really does sound like a Florida, but nope, this was Oklahoma. A dispute between Oklahoma neighbors took an unusual turn when the SWAT team was called in following an attempt by one of them to knock down the other's fence with his robot vacuum cleaner, according to police. What? Yeah. Candace and David Baird said their neighbor began hitting their shared fence with his feet, shoulders, and finally, a Roomba. We'd heard these loud pops that initially we thought were gunshots, David told Inside Edition. It was actually him taking the Roomba and throwing it against the fence pretty hard. <laughs> he was throwing it. That's not how you use a room. That's before. not how it works, boo. David said he and two friends grabbed guns and kept watch outside while Candace hid with their children inside a bathroom. Thank God they were armed. I told him if you come through that fence, I'm going to shoot you, David said. Police eventually sent in a SWAT team with an explosive reti- retrieval robot. So this is an explosive Roomba? This is kind of weird. Video obtained by Inside Edition appears to show the suspect hitting it with a hammer after a six-hour standoff. They deployed tear gas to get him out of his home. And, of course, there's a picture of a a Roomba saying, Most most wanted, wanted, now captured. (laughs) It's Roomba. A six-hour standoff. Halt or I'll vacuum you. What was the dispute over? Or was he just being a nut job? It doesn't say. It doesn't say. Oh, my God. I want to know more. Okay, I'm going to click on the court. Okay. Uh, Oh. 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 Whoa. A dispute between two neighbors escalated to the point where one tried to smash down the fence separating their property with a robot vacuum cleaner. K4 reported that John Stafford was taken into custody on February 5th after a nearly 12-hour standoff with a neighbor, David Baird, that ended up with the police using tear gas to force Stafford from his home. According to Baird, Stafford became upset with him for an unknown reason and began attacking their shared fence with a Roomba vacuum. It attempted to bring it down. Baird went inside and grabbed his handgun and tried to use it to dissuade his neighbor from doing any more damage. Baird told the station, I told him, if you break through the fence, I'm going to shoot you. He made his wife and kids stay inside while Stafford threw dog excrement into their yard from his driveway and hit the fence with the vacuum. <laughs> Please tell me he was not using his bare hands. Both Baird and his other neighbors videotaped the incident. Police eventually sent a SWAT team to the neighborhood, complete with bomb squad and an explosive reti- retrieval robot. Okay. So it's no longer Roomba. It was going to become a Boomba, and they just A said- Boomba, yeah. So here's what is going on in my little brain. Now, I don't normally take off the, the uh, filter, but I'm going to take it off for a moment. So here's the Roomba smashing against the fence. And in comes the explosive retrieval robot. And all you hear is... And soon they're spinning in a circle together. And they're forever linked together as, as, as they fall in love with each other. And the Roomba and the explosive robot go off into the horizon while the neighbor throws dog poop over the fence. And all of a sudden there's a loud boom. Boom! <laughs> When he contacted a dispatcher at 911, Stafford told them that he wanted to report a douchebag. <laughs> you should have read from this Newsweek article to start with. Oh, it's my. It's <laughs> and then spelled the word out when asked to speak like an adult. 
D O U C H E B A G. <laughs> he also told the dispatcher he was going to run you guys into the ground. Stafford proceeded to call 911 five additional times. Baird said that he'd never had a problem with his neighbor before. He still doesn't know what prompted Stafford's outburst. Can you say crack? Baird, uh, after exchanging words with Stafford, police eventually deployed tear gas canisters to force him out of his home so that they could take him into custody. Stafford is in custody in the Oklahoma County Jail on a charge of <laughs> planning an act of violence, vacuuming your neighbor. <laughs> If convicted, he could serve a sentence. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Sentence of up to 10 years in prison. Robotic vacuums have been implicated in unexplained violence before. In 2015, the Daily Dot reported that a 52-year-old South Korean woman was asleep on the floor when she woke up to discover that her automated cleaner had made its way over to her and began sucking in her hair. She was unable to extricate herself from the robot, so she called the fire department. They came to her home and managed to get her hair untangled without further damage to her or the machine. Those evil vacuums are going to take over the world. I think that's the next sci-fi novel in the light. <laughs> Roomba's taking over the world. Roomba. <laughs> All right. Well, we don't know what the editorial position is of many of this company's newspapers, but this is a sign of the times, and this could have wound up being um, in our This is 2020 section, but McClatchy Newspapers, which owns the Miami Herald, the Kansas City Star, and a lot of other newspapers in medium-sized metropolitan areas, has filed for bankruptcy as it struggles to pay off debt while revenue shrinks because more readers and advertisers are going online. It's just the well, fact duh, of life. Everybody knows that. That's why Blockbuster doesn't so exist McClatchy anymore. Said they didn't change at the times. Well, Blockbuster had a chance to buy Netflix and said, nah, nah it's all right. we're it's fine. Yeah. Well, we're good. Betamax is all like, yeah, you know, people will come around. <laughs> so there's one Blockbuster left in the entire universe. Oh, they've got a great Twitter account, too. Yeah, they do. So check them out. McClatchy said Thursday that its 30 newspapers will continue to operate normally as it ignores reorganizes a baby. It's live, isn't it? Uh, I can't folks, go back and say no, reorganizes no, without. Okay. No, sir. Uh, this is why we have an outtake reel, but that's typically when you're trying to record not live. So yeah, yeah. and we I came up with a couple of doozies today that are going <laughs> to wind up on our on our reel. Sometimes I wonder if he does it on purpose. But hey, if you are a subscribe star member, you are the only ones who get our outtake reel, so keep that in mind. Please become a helper. Help us out. We need the dough. As it reorganizes, there I said it, under Chapter 11th Bankruptcy Protection, helped by $50 million in financing from a crazy company. Oh, sorry, I'll just say it. Encina Business Credit, but who would invest in newspapers these days? The company hopes to emerge from bankruptcy protection in a few months as a private company with majority ownership by a hedge fund that's currently McClatchy's largest shareholder and debt holder, Chatham Asset Management. That would end 
163 years of family control. Sounds like it's time. It's also looking to unload its pension obligations to a federal corporation that guarantees pensions so that employees would get the benefits they were entitled to. Nothing sucks more than working for a company for years and years and years, and then just before you are to retire, for some reason your bonus or, and your pension go away. Well, it sucks to be you. Or they, or they fire you just before yeah. you, you are vested. Which is so, actually common practice. Very, way too common practice. Um, if I were to give, and this is a side note, if I were to ever give a young person advice, I would say don't do what I did. I would say go into business for yourself. Yeah. Do not check in. Do not clock in. Do not clock out. Become a, your own business person. It's the best thing you can do. Go to, go to a trade school. Don't bother with college. No, college is but, a waste but, of money. But, anyway. you know, just... Go into business for yourself. I mean, I'm slowly getting into it with this entertainment empire we're building, but it's, you know, you're, you're, you're going to work hard for years and years, clocking in 40 hours a week so that somebody else can make thousands and thousands of dollars a month. Right, so, and as chat says, that sucks more than a rabid neighbor attacking your fence with a Roomba. Much worse. That's going to become part of our permanent lexicon. Yeah, halt, is. or I'll... Throw my Roomba at you. <laughs> the newspaper industry has been deeply hurt by changing technology that has sent the vast majority of people online in search of news. That includes me and my wife. We haven't we subscribed to a newspaper for a while to give to for no other reason than to give Abby something to fetch every exactly. day. Exactly. And now that she's old and deaf and doesn't and fetch him anymore, we don't we, bother. We don't, we don't bother. And, and you know, why do you need to subscribe to a newspaper when you actually have an intrepid news reporter? On your staff, right? This is true, yes. You know, uh, <laughs> live from the Counterculture Wise newsroom, it's interviews to the max with your favorite interviewer and mine, Maximilian von Riegelbeiser. Thank you, Larry. It excites me to the tip of my furry orange tail to bring a welcome switch up from our usual interviews. I have a hard-hitting investigative interview this evening where we delve into the secret workings of the Chinese Mafia. Tonight, we have none other than the self-described leader of the infamous Yang Gang, Mr. Andrew Yang. Hello, Max. It's good to be here. I should point out, though, that I find it surprising, good sir, that you allow yourself to be shown in full view of the audience. Most shadowy crime figures are quick to have their image augmented or shadowed out because they fear reprisal from a rival. But you, stout lad, are showing your real face and tireless suit to be seen by everyone. A fearless and bold move, my good man. Is it okay for me to talk now, Max? I have something really important to say. And so well-mannered, too. I must say, you are quite a far cry from the mobsters father talks about, particularly the ones who ran Las Vegas back in the day. But I shall stop running my overly vociferous mouth and let you take the floor as any gracious host would. What have you to say, Andrew? Mr. Max, I want to say that I find you to be a very gracious host, but you have your facts wrong. The Yang Gang isn't involved in crime at all. They're not? No, sir. That's just a catchy name for my supporters. I'm a candidate for president. My extreme apologies, Mr. Yang. I should have gone more than one page down my goggle search engine. 
At any rate, with your apparent intelligence, charm, and good manners, I believe to the core of my furry orange soul that you are a shoo-in to be the next president of China. Max, I hate to say this, but you got it wrong again. I did? A thousand pot stickers of pardons, my gracious guest. Please explain where I dropped the ball, and I will do my utmost to rectify the situation. I appreciate that. I'm an American, Max. I'm running for president of the United States. Why am I not surprised? Well, my longtime listeners know how this is going to end, but since you are such a nice man, let's give it the old college try anyway. What platform are you running on, good sir? I am proposing a guaranteed universal income of $1,000 per month for every American adult. I must admit that I am positively dumbfounded at your proposed generosity. But are you not afraid that Mayor Pete, Boyne Sanders, and the rest will accuse you of using your deep pockets to buy the election? I should probably have explained this better to you, Max. I don't have that kind of money myself. This would be taxpayer-funded. Well, that sounds much more realistic, I must admit, although it's a bit disappointing. So, how many Americans would be making the grade for this monthly payout? Well, there are approximately 230 million Americans who would qualify for this. <coughs> what is it, Maisie? <coughs> You've calculated it out for me already? Good doggy! Let me see it. So, let's see. According to our staff accountant, that's $12,000 per year to 230 million people, right? Your accountant is a papillon? So, that comes out to... Am I reading this right, Maisie? $2.8 trillion a year? Mr. Yang, I know I'm just a cat, but this seems like an awful lot of money to me. I don't think Mumsy and Father's expensive media empire even brings in that much. How do you expect this to work? Well, Max, I know it seems like a lot of money, but this plan is actually numerically sound. This plan would help working Americans with their bills and would lift everybody up economically. But, good sir, even cat logic would conclude that this plan would simply raise the playing field for everybody rather than level it. Wouldn't everyone's expenses simply go up to cover the change? <coughs> and Maisie's right. That doesn't even factor in the increased taxes that this plan would need in order for it to be implemented. This may end up hurting the very people you intended to help. Are you sure this is a good thing to run on, Andrew? Wow. I guess I really didn't think that through all the way. It seemed like a good idea, but you and Maisie are right. The numbers just don't add up after all. What am I going to do now? Good sir, you simply take a more realistic fiscal approach. No, Max, I made that the cornerstone of my campaign. Nobody would take me seriously if I were to change gears like that. And I don't seem to be getting a lot of traction anyway. Maybe I need to step back, retool, and try again in the future. Are you saying that you want to quit? No, but I'm going to do the right thing for the country and suspend my campaign effective immediately. I want to thank everyone for their support, and I hope you'll support me again should I attempt another run in the future. Thank you for interviewing me, Max. For the first time in my show's history, I am at an absolute loss for words. No screw this, I'm out of here? No leaving in a huff? No smart-alecky final comment by yours truly? No, everything went well. Oh. Well then. I think I'll go to the break room for a cup of tea. Care to join me? Thanks, Max, but I'm fine. Well. 
All right, then. I'll be going now. Well, goodbye. I don't even know. Our chat is fucking hilarious. Oh, dang it. Oh, I no. just lost our... Oh, no, you lost it. Freaking the- hilarious. We got, like, hashtag speechless. <laughs> hashtag Team Max first. <laughs> wow, someone who doesn't explode and storm out. <laughs> I love our chat. I... I- <laughs> I'm at a loss for words, too. I really never thought that would ever happen with an interview to the max. I yeah. never thought that it would just end like well, that. you know, is just such a nice guy. I like the man. No, no, the, he's a genuinely likable guy. Which is very rare for presidential candidates. That's true. And, I mean, his ideas are stupid. I mean, no, I, I, I Even just, a cat can I don't, see his ideas don't work. I don't, but, I but don't see nice the logic in the, and, and the, in the yeah. economics there, which is and, one of the reasons And the math thing just off. cracked my ass up as a math teacher. It's like, uh, make Well, America. I mean, math also supposedly stands for make America think harder. Yeah, well, we have. And yeah. um, even our cat knows. <laughs> but, no, he's a nice guy. But no, yeah. he's a genuinely nice guy. I wish him a lot of success. He's, I he's, mean, uh, Fritzy didn't even have to offer him a chocolate milkshake. He was just nice. He's nice. Hey, well, Fritzy, I mean, the man has has time on his hands. You want to go grab a chocolate shake? I'll even help pitch in for it. She's she's not really into him, so. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, she was into Michael Bolton. Which... She likes Michael Bolton, and she kind of has a boyfriend, so. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a long-distance relationship, but, you know. Yeah, that's okay, though. It's all right. <laughs> We're going to take another few minutes to freshen up, and then we will be back with our number three. Three, 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 three. Florida man. And uh, more. And more. Abby has a letter to answer, and I think Abby actually gets to answer this letter this time. God, I hope so. The cats have been like really <laughs> going commando with the Yeah, with the I, I, I hope that because Max had an interview with a, you know, David, that person. that's the cat to which we are referring. That is literally the cat to which we're referring, yes. Uh, Long-distance relationship, yes. Um, yeah, so don't go anywhere. Hang out, and we shall be back with some Florida Man and a dog, Abby. Yeah, I get it. Your parents were jerks and you're traumatized. But that doesn't mean you should use your lousy childhood as an excuse to be a lousy adult. Stop being such a whiner and get past your past already. Bye, get over it and get started. The book by Melanie Hope that will get you out of your self-imposed failure and on the road to greatness. Available in paperback, Kindle, and Nook. In the 1930s, we downplayed the widespread famine in the Soviet Union. During World War II, we deliberately avoided the subject of the Holocaust and downplayed the genocide of Jews, which you have to admit was pretty progressive for a newspaper owned by them. We supported the invasion of Iraq and lied to our readers about getting information from biased sources. We have brought this proud tradition up to the modern age by following other so-called reliable news sources and making bold outlandish statements only to quietly retract them after the damage has been done. The New York Times. Journalism without limits. Or ethics. Or common sense. You never know when an emergency is going to happen. Whether stuck on the road, riding out a power outage, 
escaping a natural disaster, or surviving a doomsday apocalypse, what would you do? Disaster can strike at any time. Join hosts Nick Pierce and Sophie Prince for NP Media's exclusive prepping and survival program, Are You Ready? Fridays, 8 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Listen to Are You Ready? And be prepared. Hello, this is your old pal, Boiny Sanders. I'm here to remind you that I support the new Green Deal. We must all do our part to decrease our carbon footprint and make our planet better for our children. And what am I doing to pitch in? Bubkiss, not a goose egg. In fact, I'm flying my private jet between Vermont, Washington, and all my campaign stops while I lecture everyone else on conservation. Why, you ask? I'm carrying on the proud tradition of all my socialist leader idols. Besides, do you really want your old pal Uncle Boyney to have to wait for a commercial flight or, God forbid, drive to my events? Do you really want yet another old geezer on the road? I didn't think so. And trains? Ah, they went out after Teddy Roosevelt. Forget about it. So do your part and vote for me, and I will be able to stop burning jet fuel, and we will then work together to make America meaner and greener. This is Boyney Sanders, and I approve this message. And I eat ants. Hello, friends. This is Maximilian von Riegelbeezer to tell you about a couple of great new shows featuring survivalist and barefoot advocate Nick Pierce. If you ask me, of course, I would say that although it is a good thing to advocate for bears, they help prevent forest fires after all, I am concerned about his fascination with their feet. Shouldn't a survivalist be more concerned about the bear's jaws? Inquiring minds want to know. Max, sweetie. He doesn't talk about the feet of bears. Barefoot means going without shoes, like I do. It does? Well, a thousand pardons, Nick. I also go without shoes. Does that make me a barefooter as well, or would I be more accurately described as a pussyfooter? I will leave that for all of you to decide. In the meantime, join Nick Pierce and Sophie Prince for Are You Ready? at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, and Barefoot United, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific, every Friday night. Go to barefootunited.org for more details. Hi, everybody. This is Fritzina Fluffybottom. Did you know that we have a subscribe star? We do! There are lots of fabulous extra things on there that you can't get anywhere else, like outtakes, new books, and extra videos. And you can sign up for as little as $1. Our entire show is funded by you, our loyal viewers. Please make sure you sign up today so that Mommy and Daddy can get me shiny new bells for my collar, extra feathery toys, yummy crumbly cat food bowls made just for kitty cats, more cow pillows for my couch, name brand albacore tuna, my own pink news desk, stuffed animals that look like me, made just for my mom. Welcome to Dog Abby, where you can get advice from the happiness guru herself, spokesdog for the Nose to Nose book series, Abigail Hope. Dog Abby, 
I was recently hired on as a manager at a shipping company here in town. Everyone was really accepting of me from day one. I have an office assistant that does an amazing job. So, what's my problem? I can't stand him as a human being. I don't know what it is about this guy, but everything he does irritates me, from his haircut to his voice to his awful taste in clothing. Just as badly, I get the sense that he feels the same way about me. It's not a generational thing. He's just a couple years younger than me. We're always cordial to each other, but there are times I just want to yell at him. He irritates me so much. If he is doing such an amazing job as my assistant, does it make any sense that I want to replace him with somebody else? Anybody else? I finish each day gritting my teeth and having to grab a stiff drink when I get home just to loosen my jaw again. Something is undeniably wrong here. I have no justification for letting him go, and deep down I know that would be the wrong thing to do anyway. But I genuinely dislike him. What should I do? Grumpy in Grand Rapids. Dear Grumpy, you may have been hearing about our new rescue doggy, Maisie. When she first joined our family, both Max and Fritzy wanted nothing to do with her and were very upset that she even existed. It took some time, but once Max got to know her, he got over his negative feelings. Now he enjoys going on walkies with both Maisie and me as much as he ever did. But Fritzy, oh, she is not letting it go. She will coexist with Maisie, but she refuses to get to know her. While Max and Maisie will greet each other nose to nose, Fritzy will either run off or chase Maisie down the hall and hiss at her. Fritzy cannot explain why she does not like our new sister, and Maisie just wants to be part of the family. I know in my heart that eventually they will be friends, just maybe not as close as Fritzy and I are. The point is, Maisie is not doing anything wrong. Yes, she can be needy and has a lot more energy than I do, but she is not mean, and she does not chase or bark at her cats. So she is not a bad doggy. Fritzy is the one with the issue. This is a her problem. I believe that your issue is a you problem. His haircut, voice, and clothing have nothing to do with his heart, mind, or, and you have already admitted this, his ability to do his job well. Your dislike of him is entirely superficial, so there is nothing you need to work out with him. You simply need to get over whatever it is that is making you feel this way. There may be a reason for your attitude that you are not aware of. Perhaps he reminds you of someone from your past, a bully from grade school, a bad teacher from high school, or a friend who ditched you in college. Once you realize that something like this is the case, it is easy to disassociate him from the person in your past. If this is not the case and you still cannot pinpoint the origin of your attitude, then consider shifting your focus. It seems that you are very good at finding everything negative about this guy. What can you find that is positive? Focus instead on that. Make it a game if you have to. You will no longer have time to muse about your dislike. As for his mutual feelings, I caution you on reading minds. You most likely are projecting. 
Please consider how it must feel to be in his position. Maisie knows that Fritzy does not like her, so she will go out of her way to avoid her. I cannot say whether Maisie feels there is something wrong with Fritzy or something wrong with herself, but either way, it is not a mutual feeling so much as it is awkwardly one-sided. In your case, you are the boss, so there is an extra level of awkward for him to contend with. Employees are not supposed to be your friends. If he is good at his job and does not have issues with his co-workers, then it is up to you to foster a positive, professional relationship. Keep your chin up, Abby. Good advice from a good doggy woggy. She is a good doggy woggy. All right. Yeah. Well, in answer to your question from earlier today, um, the Daytona 500 was finally just postponed until tomorrow due to rain. Oh. So it's going to be on a Monday, which is going to cut down on their viewership. Interesting. I, you know, and I did want to note that President Trump was the Grand Marshal who said, gentlemen, start your engines today. And Darius Rucker of Hootie and the Blowfish was... Uh, one of the musical performers there. So I turned around and called it Hootie and the Blowhard, which got a, a good laugh from my wife, which made me happy. Um, the only reason I mention that is because this happens in Florida, yep. which is our cue for our final segment of the show. Ever had a day you felt so stupid, lacking a brain? Well, here's a guy who'll make you feel like a genius and maybe even sane. All the world loves to laugh at losers as often as they can. Here comes another chance to chuckle. Here comes the Florida man. You know, what's really fun about this, and, and I actually sent a Snapchat to my sister about this, is the way people are acting <laughs> about this rain delay. So the president and the first lady took a lap around the track in the presidential limousine, and all, and I mean all, capital A-L-L, of the drivers who had their microphones on thought it was awesome. I thought it was great. <laughs> and and it was it was cool, and then of course the rain set in and there's a rain delay and everything went crazy and of course, liberal media as liberal media will do is blaming Trump for the weather, and this got me to thinking about the last time <laughs> I went camping with my mother and it was in Idaho, at Lake Coeur d'Alene. And we had done that every year for about four years in a row as my brother was first a student at Luther Haven, which is an incredible camping experience if you ever have a chance to do it. And, and then as he got older, he became a counselor. And so we would go up there and we'd spend a week or two camping, roughing it, and um, hang out with the kids and just have a good time. And the final year, that my, my brother was a senior. He was getting ready to move to Australia. We brought my baby sister, who 
we joke about the whole, oh, you know, roughing it is is not having room service. No, that is literally my sister. That 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 is a quote from her. And God bless her. She was a really good sport. She really was. And and my sister and I don't get along very well, but she was a good sport that year. The thing was, that was the year that my mother, our mother, was starting menopause. Dun, dun, dun. And and it wasn't just a because like me, I'm having personal summers, and and I'm I'm based enough that I'll I'll tell my husband, okay, I'm in perimenopause right now. Things are happening like you know from minute to minute. I'm either going to be you know putting on 97 layers of clothing or taking off everything I have. Going back and forth, this is going to happen. I may or may not get emotional. I haven't really had the emotional issues. You've, you've actually been very level. Yeah. Uh, but my mom, 100% pure, unadulterated emotion. <laughs> and it, it, we at first didn't know what was going on. It took us a while. And then I realized, oh, crap, she's in her mid-50s. This is probably what's going on. And it, it, my sister and I, like I said, we do not get along. My sister literally does not like me to the point where I think she actually hates me but speaks to me because it's an obligation. I've never felt that way about her, but my last experience with her was that she literally hates my guts. She's my itty-bitty baby sister. I changed her diaper. She's always, in my eyes, she's always going to be a kid, basically. <laughs> you know, I, I have no animosity towards her whatsoever, but I know it's not healthy for me to hang out with her because she makes me feel bad about myself, and that's not cool. So who wants to be around people like that? That's on her, not me. I, whatever. It just, I love her. She is who she is. So here we are huddled together in this tent. For once, we're a united front, terrified of this crazy woman who's just off the charts nuts. And we get... We're in this tent together, unfortunately, and it starts to sprinkle. And that's where my mom said the most ridiculous, insane thing I've ever heard a person utter until I got into politics, and now I hear it on a daily basis. But my mother, who I love and I miss desperately, who is an amazing woman, but in this moment was not sane, mm -hmm turns to my baby sister, her daughter, her child, and says, It never rained before you, Kay! <laughs> so she's literally blaming my sister for the rain. <laughs> and it hit me today, this is the entire mainstream media, the entire Democratic Party, they are in the middle of menopause toward the end of their life. They have no eggs left. They can't reproduce. They can't breed. They can't procreate. They cannot go forward. They're dying to the point where they're blaming Trump for the rain. Literally. This is where our politics are right now. And if you got anything out of that, the good news is they can't breed anymore. They've done this to themselves. They're not going forward. The Democratic Party is over. They're fighting amongst themselves. <coughs> They're blaming the president for the rain. 
they're insane. They're hormonally challenged. I don't have any other way of saying this. They're batshit crazy. And it, it just really, really hit me because all this time I'm like, okay, well, are these people, are they just ignorant or are they actually evil? And it's like, no, no, it's neither. They're actually freaking nuts. They're insane. They, the entire Democratic Party is in the middle of menopause. They can't reproduce. They can't go forward. They can't procreate. They can't build new Democrats. <laughs> They've slipped off the edge of sanity, and they're blaming a person, a human being, for the weather. Which is actually giving him more power, and they don't want to do that, and yet somehow they're doing it every turn they get well, because they're focusing all their energy. And I talk about this in gym class se segments before. You know, when you give somebody that much attention, you're giving them the energy. If you right. don't like Trump, stop paying attention to him. Exactly. And, you know, the same can be said about Alexandria Occasional Cortex. It can be said about anybody. Yeah, it's fun to make fun of her, but for the most part, I don't think about her. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't wake up every day saying, God, I can't stand the idea that she's still in office. No. I don't it think just, that way. It doesn't occur to me. I mean, and I used to think that way about W. I have to admit, really? I, I really didn't like him at huh. all. And it bothered me that he was still president of the United States. Nah, wake up. And, it didn't bother me. He wasn't and, a bad president. He was a great one, but he wasn't a bad no, but president. I, the thing is, I didn't think so that way about I, Clinton. I, I didn't even I, think that way about Bummer. But when I, when I, what I'm saying is, when I encounter people who have Trump derangement syndrome, I get it up to a point. But from a therapeutic standpoint, I want them to stop. It's not helping them. It's only going to bring on another four years of Trump, which. I mean, I personally, I don't hate the guy. I don't love the guy. He's funny as hell. Mm -hmm. He's entertaining. That's I, I, find, I find his presidency entertaining. I get That might make me wrong in the eyes of some people, but, you know, I, I, well, I, he has a mixed report card with me. Every time, well, me too. And every time somebody says, oh, he doesn't act presidential, I'm like, thank God. Thank God. It's about time we got a human being in there. Yeah, he has flaws. Yeah, he's screwed up in the past. I mean, he's not out there raping people like a certain Clinton person, and he's not out there just flat out lying and using the IRS to chase down his his enemies like a certain Obama person. And he's he you know he. The thing is, when you spend so much time angry, it's got to be exhausting. I, I don't understand how these people can continue. To, to exist and, and just not fall apart. They're so just angry all the time, but not my gig. Anyways, Daytona kicks off. President takes a lap. Everybody thought it was awesome. And then the rain set in, and of course, that's his fault. So, <laughs> next. So, let's continue with Florida people. Florida man. Or Florida, Florida person. Man. Yeah, I guess this one isn't a man. Have fun with this one. So, first <laughs> we have officers that cower when a gunman comes into a Florida school and starts popping people off. Now we have somebody going completely the opposite way. This is fun. This is real fun, except really, really not. 
A deputy sheriff's body camera footage posted to Facebook shows an armed school resource officer threatening to shoot a student during a dispute outside a high school in Florida. Wait, a student? Yeah, a student. The video was posted by the student's mother last month that shows the student attempting to leave the campus of River Ridge High School in Newport Ritchie in a pickup truck as the officer and another person identified by the Tampa Bay Times on Friday as school disciplinary assistant Carol Bond, Bond, Carol Bond, argue that he's committing truancy. If you're not holding me, then get the hell out of my way, the student says, to which Bond shouts back, you're truant. The student then attempts to maneuver the pickup truck. It wasn't truant until he stepped off a campus. That's true. The student then attempts to maneuver the pickup truck around the SRO's vehicle. You're going to get shot if you come another fucking foot closer to me, the SRO says. What? (laughs) No, it, it continues. You run into me, you'll get fucking shot. This is my campus, brother. That's the officer Tell me saying this is that. on camera. It's all on camera. Later in the video, Bond, a white woman, says that the student called her the N-word using the full word, to which the student replies, I didn't say that. You're being hella racist by saying that. We, sit, we felt the situation could have been handled better, y'all think. So, so did he or did he? I don't know. We're, we're, I'm, I'm reading this for the very first time. I have oh. no idea. Um... <laughs> We felt the situation could have been handled better, Steve Hagerty, a <laughs> spokesman for Pasco Schools and former Tampa police spokesman, told Vice News on Monday, adding there was much, there was more that happened which wasn't shown in the body camera footage. The employee has been counseled on how it could have been handled better. How about not threatening the kid to get shot and why are um, you still employed? Hello? Pasco County Sheriff's Office spokesperson Amanda Hunter said that the office is conducting an internal investigation which could be concluded by the end of the week. The officer is still working at the school since no criminal complaint has been filed. Yet. The Times reported on Friday. Nedra Miller, (coughs) the student's mother, told the Tampa Bay Times on Friday that she had told the schools weeks in advance that her son had an orthodontist appointment, but he was briefly on campus that morning to drop a friend off. Following the incident, her son was suspended and later expelled from the school, the Times reported. Miller is reportedly appealing the decision. I just feel like if they were all acting like children and my son received that level of discipline, they should too, Miller told the Times. Amen. They should both be removed from their jobs. All three were acting like children and all three were wrong, Miller told the Times, but the cop more so. He's just flat out not okay to be around children. I was shocked that an officer of the law working with children would speak to my son that day. Following the February 2018 massacre I mentioned earlier, The state later passed a law allowing non-full-time teachers to carry guns, good, and then later expanded the law to allow teachers to carry guns, good. Less than a year after Parkland, over 200 school districts across the country had moved to allow teachers to carry guns. Although the SRO is a sheriff's deputy and would have been allowed to carry a weapon in the school prior to the state allowing school employees to carry guns, the incident is a stark reminder of the risks associated with guns on school campuses, said Vice. Consider the source. In December, a school resource officer posted a middle school in New Mexico was charged with misdemeanor after accidentally firing his weapon inside the school. It's that kind of thing is going to happen. I'm watching the video right now, and this guy is on a power trip. Seriously, he blocked the road, and he's telling the guy. So the kid is 18. He's an adult. He's allowed to. Unbelievable. Of course. You're truant. Oh, this guy's a mess. I'm I'm gonna 
I'm I'm going to share this link on our website because this is a mess. Yeah, this, this guy is, this, is this is a hot mess. This guy is yeah off the charts. This kid did nothing wrong. Literally did nothing wrong. All right. Your turn. Oh God. Oh boy. <sighs> this is fun. It won't let me click on it. Go. Just go. I don't want to read this one. You want me to read it? <laughs> no, nah, I, I got it. I'm here. No, I don't. I don't mind. It's Maybe a- they were practicing for the re- wedding cake ceremony. <laughs> oh, God. A Florida woman was arrested for striking her fiance and rubbing dog poop in his face. I noticed you have a little doggy poopy in your face. So. Oh God! <laughs> While they were engaged in a dispute. Oh God! Oh, sorry. I'm not into the whole feces thing. Okay. <clears throat> the victim said the defendant repeatedly hit them and smeared dog feces in their face. This is not funny. According to a police report, the bride-to-be Jane Marie Faulkner was identified as... no relation to my friend. Oh, God. Well, does she look like your friend? Cause, no. Oh, that is a purdy face. No. That right there is a purdy face, Julia I'll tell you what. does not look like that. Yipe. <laughs> don't, get, don't, don't out your friend. I'm sorry. The bride-to-be Jane Marie Faulkner was identified as the victim's fiancé <laughs> by the smoking gun crime site. Police say she was drunk. You think? think? (laughs) The defendant, during initial questioning, spontaneously admitted to deputies they did smear dog feces in the face of the victim, police said. A witness reportedly saw Friday night's dust-up from a distance around 9 p.m. Cops determined Faulkner was the aggressor of the confrontation. She was freed after posting a $2,000 bail. Faulkner's rap sheet reportedly includes charges of disorderly conduct, battery, and resisting an officer with violence. Imagine my shock. <laughs> it's unclear what Faulkner and her would-be future husband were disputing before her arrest. God, I hope that poor man does not marry her. But then again, you get what you pay for. It's Florida, folks. Definitely. <clears throat> All right. This is a brave Florida woman. This is not, this is not uh, to besmirch the woman herself, but it's a funny situation. Because I've been, um, I've been referred to as I look like an otter. So this is very. Just don't do that. My ex girlfriend, who I'm also not going to out. Okay. Describe. Not the same ex- person. What, okay, the immediate ex girlfriend that you whined about. No. Okay, the one I spent the night. Yeah. Yes. She called you an otter? No, but I mean, it was it was an affectionate thing. She, she was a man child. She was. Well, and I, I, I don't really I do want to talk about that. that I don't. I don't want to discuss I that don't get part the otter of it. Thing. But because I had a fuzzy face, I was an otter, and she was a big fluffy cat. So it was fluffy and she scruffy. She is a big fluffy cat. Yeah. So. You're not scruffy. Look, honestly, this is getting far afield of what I wanted to just. But talk. you're not scruffy. Okay, I'm not scruffy, but 25 years ago, I was. But you're handsome and sweet. I know. I'm very handsome and very sweet. She didn't deserve you. <sighs> Although she's with a really super sweet, awesome yeah, guy now. Yeah, we introduced to each other. You know, she grew up and she deserves him and he deserves her. And then we grew up and we deserve each other. 
I like some, to think so. Something like or that. Something <laughs> like that. Anyway, I shouldn't have bothered with the whole story. It's but not anyhow, the first time somebody said I told you that story each other. to tell you this one. I told you that story to tell you this one. Florida no, he's not a scruffy looking nerf herder, and that's exactly what I was thinking. Thank you, chat. <laughs> a Florida woman fought off a possibly rabid otter, saving her dog and her teenage daughter in the process. Casina Ewart and her family were getting ready for their day last Tuesday morning when the incident occurred. The debacle began when Ewart's 17-year-old daughter Gwyn left their family dog Scooter out the back door for his morning <clears throat> adventures. Not long afterwards, both women heard a sound, a loud commotion. I sprinted to the back door and I was like, Scooter! All I saw was like a big black ball, like just all over the place. Whoa. Um, Gwyn said. Gwyn tried to close the door, but unfortunately she was a hair too late. The otter was chasing the dog inside, and Gwyn not only failed to close the door before he got inside, but she also managed to shut the door on him, seemingly enraging the animal. The otter got stuck, Gwyn said. Once again, the animals were fighting, and so fast and furious were the beast's fisticuffs that Casino couldn't tell who was who, describing the entire situation as a big, tangled tumbleweed. I'd like to have seen that on video. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Casina says that she grabbed the otter by the tail, but the beast kept latching onto pieces of furniture. I snatched Yikes. it by the tail, and I held it up like a prize. The otter's going crazy, she said. Eventually, she was able to get a long enough hold on the animal to throw it into the backyard and close the door. My husband's like, Case, you just alligator wrangled an otter in the living room. <laughs> alligator wrangled. When the dusted syllables, Gwyn and Scooter had received multiple bite marks, according to the TV station. Gwyn was taken to a hospital to get stitched up and get a series of rabies shots. Scooter, for his part, had just gotten his rabies shot a couple days earlier, but was still placed under quarantine as a precautionary measure. As for the otter, he or she hasn't been caught, so there's no knowing for sure if it was rabid. However, Dustin Hooper, an animal trapper and owner of All Creatures Wildlife Control, said that otters normally flee from humans, so this one's behavior was definitely unusual. Officials from the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission have been setting up traps in order to catch the animal and test it. Meanwhile, the agency is getting reports from other homeowners of a crazed otter attacking their dogs. It continues. A crazed otter. A crazed otter. Indeed, a crazed otter. Wow. <laughs> so that was Florida otter. And Florida. We, which we had not done before. Doing what the otter. Nah. <laughs> All right. I remember when I was a little girl, very little, I think I was between the ages of three and five. I can give you probably five-ish. My mommy got married to my stepdaddy, my first stepdaddy, not the good one, the bad one. And for some reason, they were at this big field of grass. It was really pretty. I barely remembered. I was wearing a blue dress. My cousin was there. And they had peacocks. And peacocks, when they call out, I'm going to back away from the mic for a minute, they sound like this. Yeah, they do. And it kind of sounds like a woman yelling help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, my mom did not take that as, as a sign, as she should have. Later she did. Uh, but yeah, that, that's my lasting impression of peacocks is that they call out help over and over again. <laughs> and I've, I've come in contact with peacocks many times afterwards. They are incredibly beautiful birds. They Their are, feathers are amazing. Now remember, peahens, the female of the peafowl, as they're called, they don't have the beautiful feathers. They're just kind of brown and gray. And right. meh. The peacocks, 
have those gorgeous feathers for mating. And, and when they display them, that means that they're challenging you to uh, try to come and take their mate. So keep that in your next time a peacock displays his feathers at you, that means you are his competition for the peahen. So keep that in mind. <clears throat> this happened in Miami. A pack of wild peacocks that has wrecked havoc on Miami neighborhood will be relocated after city commissioners voted Thursday to side with residents and agreed to have the birds taken away. It was a big win for many residents who have complained that the birds have taken control of a coconut grove neighborhood, mating into the night, pooping in large piles and scratching cars as they travel in packs of 20 or 40 or more, the Miami Herald reported. Andrews Candela told commissioners before Thursday night's vote that he once felt lucky to live in North Grove, but the massive infestation of peacocks have ruined the quality of life for him and his wife. Now, anybody who knows anything about medieval <laughs> festivals knows that peacock is always on the menu. So why they didn't take that into consideration, I have no idea. But yeah, this is the, this is the path we're going down. I don't want to remain forgotten in a filthy, dirty peacock land as hostage to a group of birds also known as food, Candela said, I think that is more than unfair. Just eat the MFs. Commissioners unanimously agreed to amend the city's charter to allow for trapping and removal of excess peacocks. I want to be on the committee that actually has to write a law saying, oh, you're allowed to trap and remove excess peacocks. Let them eat cake. <laughs> no, eat them. They're yummy. <laughs> God. The commission did not specify how many peacocks would be relocated to another location or when that would happen. Russell said the birds have caused tremendous property damage. He showed the crowd a photo of a city employee's Toyota Prius that had deep scratches on all sides. He said the peacocks see their reflection on the side of the car, mistake it for a rival, and attack with their beaks. <laughs> Peacocks are not known for being intelligent animals. They're very closely related to turkeys. Which, by the way, are delicious, as are peacocks. When it came to property damage, that's, what I, that's when I knew we had to take some kind of action here to regulate, Russell said. The plan in Rancho Palo Verde has helped residents and birds coexist much better now that excess peacocks are trapped and relocated to refugees where they can squawk, scream, and mate all night if they wish, the newspaper reported. Or you could just roast them. They're really good with stuff. Have you ever had them before? Oh, yeah. Have you? Hmm. They're, they're quite yummy. It's like the exact mix between duck and turkey. It's are you just, kidding me? Oh, so oh dude. They are very yummy. I'd like to try one someday. Mm -hmm. Not everyone in North Grove agrees that the birds need to be removed. Some residents said they enjoy their colorful plumage and their neighborhood oddity. But many feel the peacocks are dangerous. and Peacocks are mean as hell. They will chase your ass down. They're as yes, mean as geese. They, will. they are as mean as geese. They're mean birds. There are about 60 to 80 peacocks in an area of 190 homes in the Bay Heights area of Grove, said Nancy, can't pronounce her name, president of the Neighborhood Association. And they've spread into other areas of Miami. She's been working on a solution for years. It's called 
a barbecue. <laughs> One barbecue will take care of the issue and fight the homeless, feed their asses. Yum. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Literally, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, you've turned me on to the idea of eating a peacock. So cool. Plus, you get to keep the feathers, and they are beautiful. They are truly beautiful. All right, so we talked last week about a crazy from Florida who drove his van into a Trump supporter's tent mm-hmm. you know, when they were signing up people right. at the GOP, local TDS GOP. TDS at the worst. A 20, this 27-year-old Florida man, who else, who police say drove a van into a tent that housed supporters for President Trump, reportedly arrived in court on Sunday smiling and nodding to the cameras before he was seated because he's a celebrity. <laughs> yeah. Action News Jacksonville reported that Gregory Tr- Gregory Tim, according to witnesses, ran over chairs and tables Wait, the day Gregory before. Gregory Tim? Gregory Tim. He's got two first names? Well, to be fair, the last name has two M's. It's Gregory Tim with two M's. Oh, that makes it better somehow? No. I don't trust people with two first names. Oh, wait. James Russell. Oh, that's your middle name. Don't out me. Nobody would call you Monas. Don't out you. You have (laughs) (laughs) JimMonas.com. Sorry, just to play back to the earlier thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gregory Tim, according to witnesses, ran over chairs and tables the day before at the Kernan Village Shopping Center. Witnesses told the station they recorded the scene moments after the incident, made an obscene gesture, and sped off. He Jackson, flipped them off. He flipped them the blade. He gave them the, the universal gesture of appropriation. Of, uh, what's the word? That don't matter. Uh, approbation. Fornicate under consent now, of the king. That Well, that, okay, fine. <laughs> um, that was a different word I was going to use, but that's okay. I can't remember what it is. It's a fanciful word. I'll have to look it up. Uh, all right. Uh, anyway, Gregory William Lowell Tim has been charged with two counts of aggravated assault on a person 65 years or older, older, one count of criminal mischief. Wait, uh, you get extra sentencing if the person's old? Yes. Oh, I'm screwed. One count of criminal mischief and driving with a suspended license. <laughs> the How Republican would be shocked? <laughs> set my phasers on stun. Tell you what. Okay. Uh... The Republican Party of Duval County said it had set up the tent on Saturday in order to register voters. The county GOP said via Twitter that six volunteers for President Donald Trump's campaign were intentionally targeted while registering voters. Local media said there were no injuries. Kind of out of the blue, a man approached us in a van, was waving at us, kind of a friendly demeanor. Although thought he was coming up to talk to us instead, he accelerated his vehicle and plowed right into our tent and our tables, volunteer Mark Alfieri told television station WJAX. In a tweet, GOP Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel said these unprovoked, senseless attacks on Donald Trump's supporters need to end. Yeah, I have a question. Yeah. Can you tell me how many uh, anti-Trumpers mm-hmm. uh, um, have been <clears throat> targeted? <laughs> I'm trying to do this without getting in trouble have been targeted by Trump supporters, like run over, hit, beaten, abused, 
they keep saying that the right has a lot more um, violence, right, than the left. They keep saying that. But have you seen it? I mean, have you seen the violence on the right? Have you... I haven't heard very many stories of such a thing. Yeah, so when it comes to the Trump supporters, you know, outside of Jesse Smollett, who, you know, made it up, how many times (coughs) have you seen news reports or read stories about Trump supporters, real, actual, not made up, not fake Trump supporters, Inflicting violence on, you know, their opponents. Just don't hear it. Yeah, hence the crickets. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's pretty much where we are with that. Is it, the left is violent, and and that's what happens when you're driven by pure emotion and no facts. To the point where you're literally willing to drive into a group of people. Okay, this has happened once. You know, you, uh, people will bring up Charlottesville. Okay, you got one. And yet, if you actually look at the facts of what happened in Charlottesville, this guy who was not mentally stable to begin with was approached by a bunch of Antifa with guns pointed at his head and threatened he panicked he hit the gas and yet yes yes he ran into people and shouldn't have would that have happened had antifa not been there no would there have been violence in charlottesville had the left not been there no you let your tiki torturers parade around and act like a bunch of dumbasses. You let your nationalists, whatever the fuck they're doing, there's like five of them, let them do whatever they're going to do. They'll piddle out, whatever. But when Antifa shows up, they make everything worse. It was not violent until the left showed up. Period. And yet they blame us for the violence, just like they blame Trump for the rain. Well, here's another story involving Trump very, very indirectly. And this is... This one's hilarious. This one's really funny. A Florida man, who else, whose family (laughs) cannot be with him during his hours-long weekly dialysis treatments, is upset with medical staff who say he can't bring a life-size cutout of President Trump. I have to admit, life-size is kind of going over the top. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what they thought, too. Nelson Gibson, who else, supports St. Lucie, told ABC affiliate WBPF that he at first only brought a photo of Trump as a comfort item during his treatments. It just feels like bringing something from home to make you comfortable, Gibson said. That I get. No one complained about the photo, according to Gibson. Then he started bringing a small cardboard cutout of himself standing next to Trump, which staff also did not complain about. Gibson then, he said, began bringing a life-size cutout of the president with him to treatment. While he brought the life-size version with him multiple times, he says last Tuesday he faced a complaint from staffers at the Fresenius Kidney Care. Now, at first I thought that said Kidney Cafe, which I thought was would have been hilarious. <laughs> I read it wrong. You. They told me it was too much and it wasn't a rally, Gibson told WPPF. I got to say, I, 
I'm kind I, of on I'm their side. I'm kind of with them on this one. Gibson complained that the Trump cutout is not disruptive, and he does not understand why it's not allowed. He stopped going for treatment over the incident. Well, that was just stupid. That was dumb, yeah. In a, stu- in a statement, the Kidney Care's spokesperson said the organization strongly supports, this, supports the ability of all our patients to express their views. While we cannot discuss any specific individual, we strongly support the ability of all of our patients to express their views, which includes bringing reasonably sized items into our dialysis centers that do not create safety or infection control issues or interfere with caregivers on the treatment He's the guy who needs a Trump doll that he can hold and hug and love. Even if it's a chubby baby Trump one. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, he's a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, and I I don't want him representing us. (laughs) No, pass. Yeah. Okay, this one's kind of fun. Uh, this is totally something I would do, <laughs> actually. So I, I. By the way, technically not a Florida man. By, by the way, do you think Andrew Yang is still in the Max's studio? Uh, well, I mean, he's a super nice guy, but I can't imagine that he's still hanging. Yeah, true. Yeah, anyway. I mean. Anyway. Max did invite him out for tea. I mean, yeah, which is a very, very Max million thing to do. It is. He, yeah. He's a good kitty. Yeah, I, I, I highly doubt he's still there. All right. Um, well, yeah. Sorry, I, I no, just that's just, just weird. To me. Yeah, that's just dumb. All right, <sighs> Valentine's Day can be a difficult holiday for some. The chocolate, the flowers, and balloons can become nearly toxic for people who are alone and don't want to be. You've never gotten. You've got me chocolate and flowers, but you've never. I could swear I've brought you at least one balloon. I've never gotten a balloon. Well, I'll just have to remedy that next year, or maybe just get one now since they're on clearance. There you go. I'm such a romantic. (laughs) He really is. (laughs) Luckily, the Collier County Sheriff's Office found a way to spread some Valentine's Day cheer. The agency wired a traffic message board aimed at drivers who need an extra hug on Cupid's Day. No Valentine. The sign read. Your seatbelt will hold you. Aww. Pictures of the sign, which can be found at US 41 and Thompson Drive, were posted on the Sheriff's Office Sheriff Office's Facebook page. Say that three times fast. Sheriff's Office's Facebook page. The caption reminded drivers to give yourself a life-saving hug. (coughs) So this Valentine's Day... Try some seatbelt love. Who knows? It might just do the trick. If not, don't worry. February 15th will be here sooner than you think. (laughs) So. Let your seatbelt hug you. That's kind of pathetic. (laughs) This isn't a Florida man story, but it's going to end our our broadcast tonight, I believe. It's a Florida snake story. Ever heard of a snake orgy? One is taking place in central Florida. (laughs) Valentine's Day might be over, but the animal kingdom must not have gotten the memo. The city of Lakeland closed off a section of ground near Lake Hollingsworth after receiving reports that numerous snakes had swarmed the area. It appears they have congregated for mating, as they seem to do yearly. The city's Parks and Recreation Department wrote Thursday on Facebook. That's not as unusual as you might think. Narcisse, Manitoba in Canada is also known for its annual orgy of red-sided garter snakes when tens of thousands of wriggling reptiles emerge from their dens and er, enjoy each other's company for as long as... Well, you're not a snake. You don't have to worry about it. (laughs) Although the Lakeland slithery creatures aren't garter snakes they are non-venomous and generally not aggressive as long as people do not disturb them i've actually so seen let one them of screw those. in peace and yeah. just you know let them do their thing 
No, growing up in Washington State, I actually saw those. Hey, <laughs> folks, we are at the end of our broadcast. Believe it or not, that went by so fast. Hey, hang out till the end. You never know when there might be something after the credits. Counterculture Wise is a Stormcat production. Episodes of this program will be archived on our website, counterculturewise.com, and available immediately on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and everywhere good podcasts are found. If you would like to advertise on our show, we have a couple of fantastic packages to choose from. Contact us through our website to get started as soon as our next episode. You can also support our efforts by joining us on Subscribestar. We have several incentives and exclusives for patrons, so check them out. If you'd like to make a one-time donation, there's a link for that, too. If you like our show, you'll love our merch. Stop by the store for exciting new products every month. If you have a question for Dog Abby, please email abby at counterculturewise.com or use the form on our site. If you'd like to be a guest on our program, there's a form on our website for that, too. For comments and further discussion, please visit our Facebook page. For complaints about our show, please fill out the ID10T form on our website, and we will give it the immediate attention it deserves. Meanwhile, no matter how cruel the world around you may be, always remember the importance of kindness. Be kind to each other. Be kind to animals. And be kind to yourself. See you you next next week. (laughs) You're still here? Yes, he's still here. No, really. Andrew, I don't know how to say this, but the show's over. We have to lock up the studio so we can do walkies and start work on the next show. I'm going to need to ask you to leave now, good sir. Oh, okay. I'm still at a loss for words. Would it help if I said it? Said what? Screw this. I am out of here. No. Really. Thanks for trying, Larry. Good night to all our friends and fans, and thanks again for listening to Counter Culture Wise. We will see you next week.